0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. If you're watching us on YouTube, this is our second edition of our podcast on a New Generation Podcast Network that we're posting our first segment onto our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. So welcome to the YouTube people. If you guys want to listen, make sure you listen to all of our podcasts, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud to all of our podcasts. So I'm very excited to do this show. Of course, joining me are my co-hosts. Jamari and Kendall. We have a big show lined up today. We'll be talking a lot about what Matt Reeves had to say about his process in the creation of the Batman so far. He finally gave us some details about where the script stands, where Ben Affleck stands, and where this movie stands in the DC Universe. We'll also be talking a lot about what's happening uh, with the Venom movie. We had some posters. We had a new trailer come out. A lot of stuff happening with that as well as some stuff involving what could be the next movie in the Sony lineup of Spider-Man spin-off. So plenty to get to. I'm excited to do this show. Joining me are my co-hosts Shamari and Kendall.
1: Shamari, this is the first time doing a YouTube segment, mm-hmm. segment for our podcast channel. What's up, man? Yes. Very excited people <laughs> to be joining you guys on YouTube finally. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we got some good topics to talk about this week and we we also have a good uh, we have a good show recap to get to. For the podcast we might not get to that on the actual youtube portion um but that's the part i'm most excited about it's definitely a part we're talking
0: about the season finale and the overall recap of the season of a Cloak and dagger on on uh what was our freeform they got that show on so the guys definitely gonna want to check that out so listen the, listen to the rest of this podcast on soundcloud and itunes kendall joins us as well kendall what are you excited to talk about
2: today yeah i mean we had the whole james gunn situation that, that's true. you know that unfolded about two weeks ago and it has continued to rear its ugly head for Disney because um, now we have the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, at least uh, the, the main cast, come out in, um, in support of James Gunn. And now it's putting Disney in a little bit of a bind on what they're going to have to do, so we'll talk about that as well. That should be fun.
0: So we got a great show lined up. So let's start this podcast once again talking about what's happening with the Batman. So we finally got a little bit of details from the director, Matt Reeves, he talked about the process at a, uh, at a at a at a panel at the Television Critics Association. In it, he talked about the script, where he says, "quote We are working on getting our draft in the next couple of weeks. Right now, my head is totally into the script. Right now, I'm going to be leaving here and going back to work on this script." Um, he said, "What we've talked about is hopefully in the spring or early summer, or something like that. In terms of uh, the fast track for when uh, uh, the film could start filming." So. Filming could happen happening as early as next year. Script could be done in a couple of weeks. Also, some topics, some uh, some discussion about where Ben Affleck stands. Um, There's been a lot of rumors about what the situation is with Affleck, a lot of questions, rather, about what the situation is with Affleck. He says that he's, quote, been in contact with Ben Affleck, whatever that means, and that he, Ben Affleck is involved. So very vague statements about Ben Affleck's um, involvement in the movie but he says that Ben Affleck has some uh, something to do with the movie and then lastly in terms of the, the reports that this story is going to be year one he shot those down by saying that quote um, we're not doing any particular comic year ones one of the many comics that I love we are definitely not doing year one it's just exciting to be focused very specifically on a tale that is defining for him and very personal to him speaking of Batman and lastly Uh, He said in regards to what the connection is to the DC universe He says there are are ways in which all of this connects to DC to the DC universe as well We're one piece of many pieces So I don't want to comment on that except to say that I'm very focused I'm focused very specifically on this aspect of the DC world so Vague details, but a lot of details that we finally got from Reeves a lot of questions about this uh, project we kind of you know, debated about a lot on the show. I give this to you, Shemari first. What do you make of some of the stuff that Reeves uh, revealed this week?
1: Uh, well, I'm surprised he revealed so much. I mean, this is uh, this is coming out of nowhere. Uh, this uh, DC is usually Siberia. Yeah, right. This huge dump of information straight out of the mouth of a director, not yeah. some league. Not some so just, someone heard from someone else from some. I know an executive yeah. somewhere. I don't right. argue that we do. I, I would argue the not Siberian
0: that we do hear a lot, but not from anyone. Never from official. Them. Right. <laughs> it's just exactly. yeah, some Yahoo or right. the
1: blog saying something. Yeah, but um, but I'm glad we're getting all this information. I'm very glad that it's not year one. I think that's. I mean, if you listen to to our podcast, you know that I was not a fan of that idea at all. Um, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I'm confused about the Ben Affleck, and and about Ben Affleck being involved, it's like, in what capacity? Like right. That's the, the ultimately what the question is. I don't think he's going to be in the movie. If, you, if I had to put money on it, I would say he's not going to be in the movie. But um, I'm wondering how he's going to be involved. I mean, I think he's talented in terms of his, uh, you know, working behind the camera as
2: well. Filmmaking ability. Yeah.
1: I mean, he is a talented, you know, like he's a very talented person in, in you know, creative mind. So, I think that, you know, I don't think he's, you know, not of value in that regard either. Right. But I'm just, I'm just curious as to what's going on with Bad Affleck and with him and this Batman project. I mean, we still don't know. Um, and I'm glad to hear he's so engaged with this project. Reeves. I mean, yeah, because yeah. we haven't heard anything. <laughs> Affleck is not engaged. Well, I mean, yeah. Affleck's not engaged. Yeah. <laughs> For the viewers I mean, and the listeners, or, I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, or, like, I don't know what Affleck is, is or is not engaged in. I have no idea. But, I mean, it's good to hear that Reeves is involved. And that he is, you know, uh engaged and that he's excited about working on the script and that he's had his he has set dates and stuff that he wants to do. So I mean this that's that's good. So I mean it's a mix of stuff, but it's mostly good stuff that I'm hearing from Matt Reese. Yeah, I mean Kendall, one of the
0: biggest issues shimari has had has been the lack of concrete details in regards to where the script is, when they're gonna shoot, when is this movie coming out. It seems like we've heard a lot more about Batgirl and Nightwing than we have about the yes, Batman Joker, Harley Quinn Joker, Harley G-Sack Quinn <laughs> Birds of Prey, all these different projects you know there were two Joker movies we know more about than this Batman yeah. movie so I think it was probably a, a smart move on Rees from Rees' standpoint to finally give us something
2: yeah I mean the transparency was nice um, on the Affleck front I would there are I mean there are ways in which he can be involved in this movie right um, I feel like most of them involve him playing Batman. But even if he's not Batman, he's got to be Bruce Wayne because um, you can't. I mean, you can't put him in the movie and him not be Bruce Wayne. Um, but I'm looking at is there a chance where maybe this is? I I can't imagine it's Batman beyond. You know that would be maybe. But the other the point I would have is, look, maybe he's maybe he's an older Bruce Wayne and maybe there's a new Batman. They can't do that. They can't do that. You can't be I mean, Terry wow. McGinnis, but. What if maybe it's Dick Grayson? Maybe then it's not Batman Beyond, either. but maybe he's becomes Batman. Do that either.
0: Like I mean, no to long me, long it seems like Reeves, I mean, Reeves said in these comments that he's read a lot of Batman books to get himself yeah. in the mode of doing this. And he talked about, you know, the importance of, of displaying Batman's ability as the world's greatest detective. I mean, none of that screams McGinnis or, right. or yeah. Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
2: so, assuming it's not a Batman Beyond situation, I, I can't see Affleck being in this movie. I don't think he's gonna suit up as Batman, at least not in a Batman movie. I, I he'll if he's ever suiting up as Batman again, it'll be in a Justice League movie. That's only for continuity concerns. Right. Um But I, even I, that, I he thought you were
1: gonna like say it. similar to
2: Suicide Squad
1: when he was in it for like, what like a few minutes. Yeah, and that yeah, that's
2: <laughs> and that would probably be the case anyway. Even if he were in like a Justice yeah. League yeah. or a Wonder Woman two or whatever he'll be in, uh, if he'll ever be in something else, but. I'm imagining that they're going to recast. Um, He talks a lot about how he he continues to reiterate the fact that they want to focus on this noir-driven story uh, which could be interesting. Um, I've seen some people try and speculate on which stories. If it's not year one, which stories he might be trying to take inspiration from. Um, Some people are worried that it may be a little more uh, a little too similar to uh, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Which, um, I mean, I'm not, because if it's good. I mean, look, if it's similar to Dark Knight and ends up being good, I, I'm not going to complain. You know, like, if, because the DCEU has been so up
0: and down. Yeah, but when, when, when Reeves says noir-driven, I don't know. I mean, Dark Knight was dark, but I don't think of Dark Knight and think noir.
2: Not necessarily the noir aspect. I guess, like... I feel like Batman's a noir character in general yeah most of the story so yeah, that can mean anything yeah, <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> it's true too um <laughs> no yeah but I feel like if like there's a story out there I believe Long Halloween yeah. uh, that uh Nolan may have taken inspiration from right and there may be some things that suggest that Matt Reeves may be taking some inspiration from that and if that were the case that may be that may be the concern right um But I'm not worried about that because, look, if if it ends up being similar to Dark Knight and it ends up being good, I'm not going to complain. I also wonder if they're going to recast Ben Affleck, which this doesn't sound like there are any plans to do that right now, if he's still involved. But I I also think that there is some maybe contractual stuff, stuff hasn't been worked out. He can't say he's not going to be in the movie and stuff like that. And if that's the case, I it's going to be interesting to see how they recast him. Because right. if it's true that he's looking for a younger guy, whether it be a, a Gyllenhaal or a Jack Hudson or whoever, those some of the guys that have been mentioned, it won't be Gyllenhaal, obviously. But now, I mean, it's not going to be year one, but it's you would think it's going to be a younger or a newer Batman story. Um, but since year one seems to be off the table, it does this mean that they are open to maybe bring back Affleck, or are they open to casting an older Batman?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if casting a, a older Batman or re bringing back Affleck is is any part of the equation here. Um, it just seems weird. Like Matt Reeves, it seems like when we heard about the negotiations for him to be the director for the Batman movie, he had a lot of incentives that he needed to have, uh, be given to him to take that to take that role. You know, he there was a law negotiation, there was a back and forth, there was a part where they separated it and they brought it back. I can't imagine that. Reeves is going to be um, compromising his vision for what he wants to do for Affleck or for anything that has to do with whatever the DCEU wanted. It seemed like he wanted to very much do his own thing. So I, I think that, far as Affleck's standpoint, I think he was vague for a reason. I think that Affleck's involvement probably leans more towards the— um. what's the word I'm looking for? I think he's more like—, in, like an advisor consultant yeah or a consultant that's a good word too like I think that he's pretty much um giving talking about Affleck knowing that this was his project and knowing that this is something he was that he was definitely invested in uh and Ben Affleck as Shamari mentioned being a very talented filmmaker saying okay hey what are your eyes what were you thinking what are some of the things that you noticed uh playing the character what worked what didn't work I mean to me if I was uh you know, Matt Reeves, I would be talking to Ben Affleck. I'd be talking to Christopher Bale, Christian Bale, I'm sorry. I'd be talking to uh, to, to Nolan. I'd be talking to anyone who's been involved with Batman to try to get their mindset and their, uh, and get kind of, they pick their brain a little bit as to what they found about the character and what drove their portrayals of the character. Comic book writers as well. I'd be talking to um Frank Miller. I'd be talking to Tom King. I'd be talking to pretty much anyone, Scott Snyder, anyone who's been involved with the character recently. Bruce they sh- Tim, Bruce Timm, of course. Like There are so many people that have created the stories that we know and love for Batman. If you want to do a great Batman movie to me, Shamar, you should be talking to all of them. So I think mm-hmm. uh, Affleck's involvement to me, when he says he's involved and that they've been in contact, is probably more just updates on what he's doing, things, maybe asking questions and things that he's looking at in terms of how he wants his movie to see. Uh, through his vision, but maybe getting a little help from Affleck in terms of what may work and what may not work based on what Affleck now has heard loud and clear in terms of uh, when people have been frustrated with what they've seen from his portrayals in the movies that we've seen recently.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's kind of what I'm picturing too. Is that I think that Affleck... I think he's, when he says he's in contact with Affleck, I think that literally means he's in contact with Affleck. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I think that means I have him on my phone, I call him every once in a while. Yeah, it's definitely like, hey, Batman. read this script for me. Yeah. Hey, they, they, do know, this read. Yeah, I don't think he's, like, telling him, hey, suit up. <laughs> hey, I right, need you. what we're going to do in this season. <laughs> you know, I think he's in contact with Affleck. You know, I think he's talking to him. I don't know, of course, we don't have any sources. I don't know anything for sure. But, I think well, that a Marie well pulling we now they
0: all know that we're not we're not Mysterio. We're just some uh we're just some guy in a, a fishbowl. Sean
1: <laughs> saying we have no sources, Jesus. <laughs> um but yeah, I like I don't know like I don't know what what's going on, but um but yeah, I think he's just talking to Affleck, you know. And, and I think and I think uh it'll be I think that's useful, you know, because Affleck has been involved in in, you know, B V S. And, um, you know, people like his Batman. For, I mean, I mean, most people like his Batman. <laughs> well, I a, good, a good, a good, yeah, good portion yeah, of people yeah, like his like Batman. There are yeah. People. yeah, most people were positive on his Batman. That wasn't something that most people were negative right, about. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's worth reaching out to. So I think that I think that it's a good thing that he's in contact with um, uh, with Ben Affleck. It's just a matter of, of you know, okay. if he's going to
2: want him to play Batman again. And in terms of the story, I feel like we look at matt reeves's last couple projects um particularly the last two planet of the ace movies and those have been particularly personal stories centered around caesar and i won't be surprised if this has also a very much personal touch centered around mr uh, bruce wayne
0: yes well i think that was of all the things he said i think that was probably some of the very obvious things that he definitely wanted to drive home is that he wanted this story to be important to him in regarding Bruce Wayne, Batman. He wants it to be a very personal story. That's an exciting thing to me. I think if there was any, if there's any criticism of what Nolan did with the Batman movies was that maybe we didn't get enough of what makes Bruce tick.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. We didn't care enough
2: about the Bruce Wayne character.
0: Right. We didn't know what yeah. makes him Batman. What makes him drive? What drives him? Why is he do what he does? I think that Nolan. Uh, in in hopes of building, of making really awesome stories and making really great villains, and uh, and, and making a really awesome Gotham universe, maybe neglected that a little bit. I think if you're gonna bit- if you're gonna make any criticism of him, of him, it's exciting to me that Matt Reeves seems to be very much involved with making this all about he may have, Batman and Bruce Wayne.
2: He may have also assumed that we knew some of that stuff, or right? That we understood it, Which right? For some people, they didn't care that we didn't know, because like I said, some of us do yeah. know. But, and I
0: love Christopher Nolan's Batman. I'm, I stand for him as much as anyone. So I, you know, it didn't really matter to me But he just, just told good Batman stories. A, just a little bit of a negative, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a, a criticism that I think is fair if you're going to levy a criticism from him. What do you guys make of what I thought were again a little bit uh, of vague remarks regarding
1: its connection to the DC universe? Um, I mean, I think that's probably all I could say at this point, honestly. I mean, I don't think he knows. Um, I think it's part of this whole worlds of DC, where they're kind of, kind of, and not not necessarily in a bad way, but they're kind of making it up as the, it goes along. You mm-hmm. know, as the movies come out, they decide, okay, that it would be nice if this were connected to this, and then they just connect them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or as they're making a feature movie, they're like, oh, it'll be cool if this from this movie it connected there. You know, like so. I don't think he necessarily knows um, how this is gonna connect to all the other movies. I think they're still trying to figure that out so
2: i think he's just being honest (laughs) yeah i could very well see this whole world of dc thing working out like the comic books where these things aren't there's all like you said there's always potential for crossover they're not designed to be crossover events yeah i talked about that a couple weeks on the podcast ago a couple weeks ago on the podcast and so that might be the way that this works out um and that might be better for them uh Marvel has their way of doing it and it's worked out perfectly for them. Um, but we see Universal's had uh, tremendous trouble getting their monster universe, shared universe off the ground after The Mummy was a disaster. Um, you know, Hasbro and Paramount never been able to do a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover like they hoped. Um, that rarely works, this shared universe thing, but the MCU's done it so well that it's been to their benefit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I think that it makes sense for them not to be super uberly focused on connecting everything. Because, to be honest, I think that, to me, one of my biggest criticisms of these recent Zack Snyder movies was that I thought it was distracting. I thought it was distracting to randomly know, have a file come up about all the Justice League members in a it, Batman, it was, it was a good Superman though. movie. Yeah. I I I, I'd dis- be I disagree. From the best, I thought I, I thought I thought it was distracting, and I thought it came out of nowhere, and it just didn't make any sense. And I thought it was a shoehorned way to include it. Um, I think that some of the things ways they used Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman, while she was great, was shoehorned in, and I thought she ended up being mostly a distraction for a large part of the movie. She would just pop up, and you knew who she was, but you didn't know what where she was going to, well, we knew where she was going to come in because they gave away everything in the trailer. But you didn't know what how she was going to factor into how everything played out and why we were seeing her throughout the movie. None of it made any sense. So to me, when I watch a Captain America movie or I watch um, an Iron Man movie, they're not so, you know, unless it's Iron Man 2, <laughs> they're not so obviously trying to show me every way in which this universe is connected. They're just focused on making whatever that movie is good. Uh, whoever the characters are in that movie, they make it so that it makes sense. You don't need to have to like Batman should have enough problems of his of his own being in this movie in Gotham City. Uh, whoever his villain is, that's gonna give his hand should be plenty full. Ba- Gotham is a is a is a terribly tough city to keep under wraps. Why would I need to see random references to the Flash? Yeah, I don't. Or random references
1: to Wonder Woman. That it does. It seems it's out of place. Yeah, I don't need Will Smith showing up. Yeah, I'm saying some Will Smith line. Uh, you know, or Harley Quinn or Margot Robbie to show up. I don't need. I don't need all those things to happen. Though, I actually, wouldn't mind some of the Suicide Squad members of Suicide Squad being in this movie. But those that's are, those are probably the those only are Batman characters. Villains, yeah, those though. are Batman villains. So those are probably the only characters I wouldn't mind showing up. Uh, I don't want to see. <laughs> uh, I don't want
0: to see. Uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg slash Lex Luthor well, playing yeah, basketball. I, I agree with that. And, you know, at, the, at, the, at the shooting, you know, shooting half-court shots at the next Gotham Knights basketball game or whatever. Yeah. I don't need to see any of that. Yeah, that's I agree. A complete distraction. That's a complete waste of time. They should not be involved in that under any circumstance. I mean,
1: I'm not, I'm not as distracted by them as you. I usually like seeing, seeing it when they're when they really connect the universes, yeah. but not the way I, DC has done it though. For me, mm,
0: not the yeah. way DC. I mean, done it. DC's I mean, done it in a way that that I, I just think that it pulls away from whatever's happening
1: in the movie. I think if the movie's not good, it just doesn't help. That's <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. I feel about it.
2: Yeah, I'm not as distracted by, um, you know, these type of Easter eggs because for me, when a movie's not when the movies aren't great, like Batman v Superman at times could be boring. um, Those would add some life. It would be like, oh, this is interesting. You know, why why is the Flash coming up from nowhere in the middle of a Batman v Superman movie? Why is why are we seeing Aquaman? I mean, some of the stuff you knew why. Some of the stuff you had no clue, and in, in hindsight, didn't need to be there at all. <laughs> like the Flash thing. But, um, yeah, the Flash thing in hindsight was ridiculous. And I feel bad, because I think I defended them for the Flash.
0: But it was Flash cool fight. at the
2: time. And that's all that matters for
0: them. In hindsight, it was stupid. Cause it, and we got every, that, very little But my, that's the kind of leads to my point, though, is that that's the problem, is that those things only work if they're a the payoff. Like, I don't look at that fondly anymore. Because it was some random reference to Lois Lane that didn't have anything to do, really, with the movie. Yeah. it That was in the... Like, when I watched the movie, I thought maybe it was something that had to do with something in the movie. It didn't. Then I said, okay, well, I still liked it. I thought it was good, a good usage of The Flash. We're going to use him in a way to tease something in Justice League. There was no thing with Lois Lane in Justice League. So what was But that's, like, a Justice League problem. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, the Batman Superman problem... But it's it was also
0: a Batman Superman. If you look back at the movie and I watch it and it doesn't make any sense... That that
2: hurts that movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, I, but I to look me, at the file, it. The,
0: the, the, the email was worse to me. But that also, to me, that's uh, something I look back on.
2: I don't think they got that right for at To me, all. they're like almost like harmless Easter eggs. You know, I look at, like, um, you know, like how. I feel like if we watched the, some of the original MCU movies, there are probably Easter eggs in there that have very little to no payoff. But
0: it was no, just but, cool. The, but it's different when it's like. Like and Shamar, you could jump in. I know you mm-hmm. said it wasn't as distracting, but to me, like and I don't wanna make this be a referendum on that maybe Superman, but when you stop pretty much what's happening in the story to spend time, like a good amount of time on something that has nothing to do with the story, just to reference the Flash or Aquaman. I don't see how that's conducive to moving a story along. I and I don't it. think it was conducive to moving that story along that they were doing in
1: that movie. Right? It, never, it never became conducive to whatever they did in Justice League. I actually think the Lois Lane thing was a little worse in terms of the distraction. Right. Because they spent, like, a whole big thing about Bruce Wayne waking up <laughs> and, like, what's going Seeing on. Seeing these night- nightmares. Nightmares. And, kind of... and then, they, oh, sh- you were right about him. And we're just sitting in the theater watching, like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah. And, I mean, I thought that was a little worse in terms of, like, just taking you out of everything. At right. least the emails are just clicking buttons and then it's a little thing. Like, I thought that was okay. But the Low Lane, I was just like, when also, I watched I, that in the theater, I'm like, whoa! I, I what? thought
2: that the scene, especially, I thought the flash scene was cool. With I thought the flash scene was cool with um, the email. You know, like I thought that seeing him like in the convenience store and stuff, I, I thought that was cool. I'm sorry, just you know, the Batman, Aquaman one. Seeing getting a chance to see Jason. That man getting getting an
0: email with a bunch of Justice League logo of each character. Being able to just watch a YouTube highlight film I mean, was, was of, it all, the, of all his future Justice League members. Was, I don't even know the, how that's... I mean, it. the Wonder
2: Woman film that ended up being in Wonder Woman, like... Or the Wonder Woman picture. The picture. You know, like... Well, the picture was... Yeah, that that's was, different. Cool. It's, it was in cool. It was in that scene. Well, though. she's
0: in the movie, though. That's the thing. It makes sense within that movie. It doesn't make sense for Aquaman and Flash to randomly be in a Batman v Superman movie where they're not included.
2: I mean, they ended. Up, I mean, Flash is included though, technically. But it's like a I ridiculous mean, scene, a scene that makes no sense. <laughs> you know? I mean, look, they pigeonholed those guys. They or they shoot, they shoehorn those guys into the movie. But for me, I think it, I think it helps. If those guys weren't in the movie, I'd have nothing to look back on. Just, I, I would. I don't remember anything else that happened in Batman movie, Superman. But I think that's what, so I think that a speaks, movie. But I
0: think that speaks more to. That movie's issues again. I don't want to make this a whole referendum on it. The fact that that's what you're thinking about is like, well, yeah, that's the point.
2: It's like Incredible Hulk, one of the most memorable scenes is Tony Stark showing up. It had nothing to do with the movie, but that was after the I movie. Mean, it's it's like, an after it's credit, different. but it's the same idea of like, what's the, what are the things I remember most? Oh, but that Incredible movie was Hulk. better than that
0: That movie was better than Batman v Superman.
2: Yeah,
1: not even yeah. That was obviously better than Batman v Superman.
2: I mean, I can't say. It i to watch this. it again. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Are you serious? I mean, I liked, I, mean, I liked it more, but I
1: don't, I don't know if it was like. Remember, right like a, a
2: month ago, we, I went through the list. And the out. guy had. You got so much. The guy had the, the the Incredible Hulk wasn't that high. I mean, he had the Ang Lee Hulk the higher than that. Who, who that list was trash.
0: I mean, no offense to whoever that was. <laughs> I've got his name. That list was. I'm not going by that list. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I just think that in terms of Matt Reeves and DC's situation, uh, if the whatever this worlds of DC, that name is bad. I like what they're going for, but that name they need to change. Uh, <laughs> but though, if they're doing this Worlds with DC, I do think that it's smart for them to to say, OK, what do we have to our advantage to make our movies less obviously trying to connect to each other, but then also still give us uh, legroom to do connected stories? You do that by saying, well, look, DC is a multiverse. It has multiple universes. There are multiple versions of every character, pretty much. You can do really whatever you want with it. They didn't have to be pigeonholed into anything. So I think that with Reeves saying that, uh, whatever his words were, like there was, you know, that it connects to the DC universe. Um, with it, it, He said that, the quote, we're one piece of many pieces. I think that speaks to yes, this is a Batman that's in a DC universe, but that the Wonder Woman we may see in isn't may not be from that particular universe. doesn't mean that there's not a Wonder Woman in Matt Reeves' universe. Of course there is. Or that there are stories that are happening all in the same universe, but that they're not completely utterly happening, you know, simultaneously at the same time. Like Marvel has done a great job with creating a timeline that for 90% of it makes a lot of sense for other movie companies, especially DC, where they're trying to, kind of reboot while still making movies, it's a little harder. So I think this is a smart way to go about it. Like Kendall said, in comic books, I read Batman every two weeks. I'm not thinking, oh, well, didn't Batman show up in that Justice League, Justice League comic I just read? How, how is he in space and then also fighting Mr. Freeze? No one thinks like that when you read the comic book. So why would we have to think like that when we watch the movies? Because of Marvel. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but my point is, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good point. But well, my point would be that, like, it, just because be, Marvel yeah. c- created this game the one way doesn't mean DC can't do something different and it still be awesome.
2: Honestly, it came from like Marvel being so successful and people saying, "Why can't DC do something like this?" Yep. If DC did something like this, it would be just as good. It'd be so cool to have all this stuff. And DC tried it and they yeah, failed. I mean,
1: the DC execs see how much movie, how much money, uh, you know, Disney and Marvel Studios. they see how much money they're making, so they're like, "Oh, we can do the same thing." And it's not like you know. They're not wrong. They just didn't execute it correctly. Yeah, I mean, well, again, I bring it back to they um, they gave the keys to someone who who drove
0: it off a bridge. <laughs> I mean, they gave to me this very simple. They gave the keys to Zack Snyder, and they said, create your vision for what you think the DC uh, movie universe would be. He pitched it to them. They all agreed with it. They liked it. They went. They did Man of Super Steel. Uh, Shamar, you love Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty decent to okay. Um, Kendall, I don't know what you think of Man of Steel. I don't
2: Man of Steel, I mean, at the time it wasn't the greatest movie for me, um, but I, I got to watch it again. I, I don't put know if it as like I want to say third well. best. It's the third best DC movie. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think it's that bad, but uh, it wasn't my favorite superhero movie. Wasn't my favorite Superman movie. Definitely much better than Superman Returns. That was trash. Um, but okay, so then that, that 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 was a little bit of not a misstep, but like okay, maybe not the greatest start for a lot of people. Then uh, the Batman v Superman disaster. Suicide Squad, Critical Disaster, and then Justice League couldn't write the ship. So they gave the vision that they they put out was created by. Then they went to Wonder Woman,
2: which was good. And then they went back to Justice League. But the reason why I always exclude
0: Wonder Woman in that vision Mm -hmm. is because to me, even though Zack Snyder wrote Wonder Woman, it has nothing to do with his vision of the DC Universe in its current iteration. Like Wonder Woman has done in the past. So any influences to Zack Snyder's version of what the DC Universe looks like in 2018 yeah. is not Remember, present. on this
2: show, for like months, I kept talking about how Woman was going to be terrible because it was part of the Zack Snyder. And I kept saying it was going to oh. be
0: good because it's not going to be part of his vision, right. yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So to me, DC was in a pro- had a problem where they gave, again, their keys, their Ferrari to someone who didn't know how to drive it, and then... Once it blew up, they had to figure out how to fix this on the fly. And they're trying to do it with Hamada and what they're doing with this. I think this is a smart way to go with with, with the worlds of DC. And and maybe going with smaller budgets, but not so much uh, effort into trying to just make sure everything connects. And instead, just trying to make sure their movies are good. Let's move on and talk about Venom. Uh, The movie had a big week this week. They released their uh, newest trailer. I think we're getting close to that point where
2: they may be showing us too much. Yeah, we're saying I'm done with trailers. I remember... They shouldn't show us anything else. Uh, we were listening to someone else uh, talk about Venom. I forgot who it was. And he was like, when we get our, uh, our, our next trailer for Venom, I was like, next trailer? <laughs> Whoa, what? What do you mean next trailer? No, I don't need." Even... Yeah, that was Emergency Awesome. That was Emergency Awesome, right, yeah. That's Shout out, out to Emergency Awesome. Uh, I was like, ne- next trailer? What do you mean Next trailer? Uh, so yeah, I think we're done. I I didn't I thought this, I didn't think we get this one. If i really? being you honest. didn't think that we get this one in terms of you didn't think we get another
0: trailer or you didn't think, think we get this get trailer? much of Venom. What Let's see? get right to it, I guess. Then. Well,
2: I didn't think we get another trailer. Well, I thought there was really? cha- I thought well, there was got a chance like one trailer. There well, was it comes a chance, out but like I, November. I, I won't say I I didn't think we get one, but I I never needed another trailer. That's what I'll say. I never. I needed definitely another trailer. needed another trailer. I needed another. After trailer. seeing this, now I'll say that I think I needed this one. This, but I didn't think I didn't know I needed it. That's what that's what I'll say.
0: Um, so they released this trailer. They also released what I think is one of the best movie posters I've ever seen—a superhero movie poster. One of the best I've ever seen a superhero movie release with the Japanese version, which I don't know why they didn't do it in America. That post, that Japanese poster is stunning. Um, it's everything you'd want out of an image of Venom. And it I mean, totally
1: I think it's good. I don't know if it's like.
2: Like, that oh, good. I told totally you. I mean, look, man. I'm just saying. I saw it. Great. I like.
1: I liked it. I was like, "Oh, that's a nice trailer." But I don't yeah, think that's it's nice like, poster. Oh so. yeah, that yeah, trailer. Um, I mean, I did like the trailer. But, <laughs> uh, but I was like, "That's a nice." I was like, "That is a nice poster." Kendall, um, Kendall, you're the tiebreaker here.
0: Is
2: that an all-time? Uh, is that an all-time movie poster? Movie poster or no, no superhero. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I be like, Whoa, easy <laughs> to say. all time ever. Uh, like, probably not. I haven't seen every movie poster, <laughs> but probably not. Um, I'll say it, if I were to guess, I would say it's probably somewhere in the top 15. So, I if agree with if that. We're considering it's all time. If we're considering that all time, that's top 10 to me. Easily top 10. I gotta, I gotta see them all. You know what I mean? I can't
0: imagine. That's unfair You'll never forget that poster. The fact that you have to see them all is is a point. Is the point I'm making. This poster. When I talk to you in ten years, and I say, "Remember that Venom Japanese poster." You'll be like, yeah, I remember that.
2: If I tell you, ten years. I tell I you. Know. If I tell you, I don't you, know. Exactly. Are you serious?
0: You're gonna tell me you're not gonna
1: remember that poster? I mean, it's better than most of these posters I'm just seeing now. Probably not. You think that. I mean I mean I'm just wow. I'm just saying I'm just saying for wow. me. Wow, okay. I'd have to like I have to be like, oh yeah, 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 I remember okay. that was nice, but I'd have to like look it up. It's the second time in the show. I'm just rolling my eyes at you guys. Some of the stuff I mean right? it's a nice it's are a good me? poster. But I, I don't think it's like
2: I mean there are some that I remember. like I mean we have like a million posters. Yeah, we have like here. I feel
1: like all the posters we got um here
2: Like a lot of them are good. Are very good. Yeah, I mean and the Black Panther one is
0: iconic. That's in the top ten. Uh I don't think any of those other ones are on the top 10 to the superhero ones we have up there. Maybe Guardians. That image is pretty seen a lot. I don't think that I'd put Guardians over that Venom poster at all. I'd put the Homecoming poster over the Venom poster. I would agree with that. That is an all-timer. But they're very... It's a very short list. I don't know. I think you guys are tripping. But anyway, so it was a big week for Venom. They, They... Dropped what I think was an iconic, uh, iconic movie poster. It was foolish to only give it to Japan. I, the that Spider-Man should, three should have been that should have been, should have been an too. American. I thought about the Spider-Man three one. That's a, yeah, they had a great yeah, that, like, they had a great poster. Their
2: marketing campaigns
0: were pretty oh, dope. Yeah, that was a dope the, poster. Yeah, the marketing can. I agree. The campaigns, the ad campaign for Spider-Man three was brilliant. it's just the movie was unbelievably yeah, garbage. Awesome. They had a couple of really good ones. Yeah, they're they they were on point with everything they did. Yeah. For, before the movie until came, until out. the movie came, out. that's yeah. why I was so hyped. Everything was great except Black for the, everything was great except for that movie. <laughs> that might have been one of the most like <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, that's movie. probably the
2: maybe the most. Me, I think that's the most. Suicide the most Squad was pretty disappointing, given the hype that he generated. But we I think knew, we were a little more savvy. Knew, but we knew that joint could be a mess. Yeah, because we were we're a little, we're a little more we're a little more yeah. savvy nowadays.
0: <laughs> I think Spider-Man Three. I think the only
2: other movie I can think of that maybe was more disappointing is The Last Stand kind of a similar deal. It being like the it's third kind of movie coming off of an incredible second movie, and you're thinking this is going to be spectacular, and it just falls. They're very, they're, they're pretty, they're much very the similar because they both, yeah, they really both similar. took iconic <laughs> s-
0: stories involving their characters. Yeah, and like and they drove just it into the completely <laughs> drew, burned it to the ground. They, they should be embarrassed, Fox and Sony, for what they did with those movies. And then Fox is, is is unless Marvel stocks him, is about to maybe do it again. Yeah, Fox is like, we're gonna do that again, running it back. It's like, who says lightning can't strike twice? Um, right. I I think this is a good trailer that they released. Uh, I think Venom. The biggest thing with this trailer is they they were gonna give us Venom's look, and that was the biggest important thing. And Look, I've been one of the most critical people of Sony for giving us so little of Venom's look. I thought the last trailer, the last shot they did before this one was really great. I thought that we should have seen more of that. Here, we got to see a lot more Venom in full form. I just saw it again uh, right before we did the show. I think it's, I think he looks good. Um, I am missing the lack of a spider symbol in on his chest. That is something that's like, his chest, he just looks very big and black. I think he needs something. I need think there's a little bit of a misstep if I had to. Take a little bit of points off, and I think his head could be bigger. I know that's a little maybe another nitpick, <laughs> but his body is huge, yeah. which is great. He should be huge, but I think because of that, I don't think his head is like proportional to his body. Right. So, right, right. but like, and maybe some people argue those are big things. I don't. To me, they weren't because the rest of it is so great. I think they got his eyes, his mouth, the teeth, the way his his body moves, the way his mouth moves, like yeah, everything simul- is about that. It looks like what I expect Venom should look like, so I think they get like a B plus, Shamari, in terms of the Venom's look. Which, if really that's the plus. case, yeah, I think that they did
1: a really good job. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, I think, um, I think it's a decent trailer. Um, I like how Venom looks. I agree. I agree with you, EJ. Um, and I don't even have a problem with the spider symbol personally, because like it, because the symbiote didn't take over. Uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I feel like the spider symbol would be random, you know. I mean, yeah. I agree. I just think that because of it, now nah, he just they tried to give him the white he veins. He looks like, like to make kind of like naked. Kind of veiny. You know, he looks like a big black naked symbiote. Yeah, I mean that's what he is. You know? I know. So I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I have no problem with it. I just think I just I think my fear with this movie is that it's gonna be. Um, is like that. I'm not gonna like Eddie Brock that much. You in, shouldn't. He's kind that. of a douche. Well, I mean, just in you know, even just in terms of like him being like the character he's... of Eddie Brock. Yeah. Like beyond like you me, gonna, beyond you beyond, beyond him, him being likable, I don't think I'm gonna like buy him as like a good main character. Like as like you know, something entertaining. Do you think that will be Sony's? Do you think that will be
0: Hardy's fault, or do you think that will be? No, I, I don't think. It'll you be think that will be. Sony's fault in just doing this movie. Uh, like, could uh, Rock ever be compelling as a main character. Because he's can never make, can make that he's argument. really never <laughs> been. Like, he's had very short runs as a, a main comic book character. None that I could think of that were ever memorable that I'm sure there's some Venom stand that would be like how dare you disrespect a run in 1980, 1998 by <laughs> some by some <laughs> random <laughs> comic book writer. His his five arc run that was great, <laughs> you know. But as for for the mainstream, I can't think of any Venom run that was like memorable with Eddie
1: Brock. Yeah, so
2: because not
0: much to him. He's a disgruntled old yeah, reporter. Like he said he's Who like he's Peter like, his I'm life? a
1: reporter. I, I chase stories you know like that's like, that, like, that's what it is is that's every that's every reporter dude <laughs> right <laughs> I don't know. but like it's like yo, that, that, like that's kind of all there is to him and now Venom's like all in his head and he's going crazy I mean that's kind of all we know about Eddie Brock from this trailer and I mean I don't know that doesn't sound super interesting I'm more interested, I guess I'm more interested in in Venom and whatever uh, whatever this other symbiote is I mean I, I mean I think they confirmed that it's Riot yeah right yeah, Riot's the other symbiote. And Riz Ahmed. It seems like there's another woman though who has. Yeah, it seems yeah, like there's another yeah, woman. Powers. I don't know. know. She was doing
0: crazy. Oh, and then stuff, Woody Harrelson's
2: gonna show up, and he's gonna be uh Carnage. Carnage. <laughs> and it'll be a, a fourth symbiote. That should be fun. All yeah, right,
1: but um, but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It should be entertaining, I guess, to see Venom, uh, fighting Riot, and it should be uh, it should be cool to see. Again, I'm just worried about Eddie Brock and how much I'm gonna like or not like Eddie Brock.
2: Yes. Um. When I look at this Venom trailer, uh, I, I, like I said in the beginning, I didn't know I needed this trailer, but I think I did, um, because it showed us so much more Venom than I anticipated being in this movie. Something mm. that you asked me also earlier. Yeah. I did not think we would get this much Venom. I, really? We had, I mean, well, I was concerned. I'll say I was concerned that we would not get this much Venom, and now those concerns have largely been alleviated, yeah. assuming they haven't showed us every bit of Venom. Yeah, I mean,
1: I was saying, you guys were like, oh, we're not going to get Venom. I'm like, it's called Venom. That's what, we're that gonna was, gonna get no, Venom. Out of the word, man. <laughs> I, was <laughs> like, word the put, I was like, why would they not? I was like, guess Sony doesn't like money. <laughs> <All right. laughs> they
2: want to come up with a Venom movie with no Venom. They're, they've done an excellent job with this entire marketing campaign. Um, they're trying to make this Venom movie uh, fiscally feasible, uh, fiscally, fiscally success, uh, successful by you know put, showing us Venom 'cause if you don't show us venom, people aren't gonna go see this movie, yeah, you know that's what it is, and but they've shown us as much venom as seems as if they have, and it's it's worked. I think people are excited for this movie for the most part, yeah. and that's a good job by sony um the story not super excited <laughs> about the story looks very, very bland, it looks very much like your typical oh, evil corporation, evil corporation, evil yeah, scientist, artists, mad scientists, mad yeah. scientists. That you know, and take over the world. He's building or, something, or and then he uses that whatever power that I he's can, been working I use on power. to become a villain himself yeah, and then a copycat. Th- yeah. It's it's the Ant Man story, you know, the Ant Man story, also I mean, kind of it's cookie it's cutter, cloak and dagger, <laughs> you know, cloak and dagger. What we're talking about, <laughs> rocks on. It's all the same type of stuff. So, um, I'm not super excited about the story, but it's a Venom movie, you know. I'm also not gonna. I, I mean, I'm not holding it to the MCU standard. And I'm not expecting the story... I'm not, I'm not looking for the story to be great. I want to see Venom look good. Have good action scenes. Use them Have them use the symbiote successfully and well. That seems to be the case right now. So I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that that ends up being the case. I'm not excited about the fact that we have a bunch of symbiote characters running around. That was my yeah. fear. Uh, because we know Carnage is going to show up at some point in this movie. Probably in an after credit scene. And we know if we're, doing, if we're going to get a sequel, Carnage will likely be a main character. If that's the case, look, I don't want Carnage to be a villain in the second one if we have a symbiote copycat villain in the first one. What's the point? Unless you make Carnage vastly different from Venom, vastly different from Riot, I don't know if that's possible. But if they try and do that, maybe, but that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to be the direction they're going yeah i i I do agree that the story does not look that good
0: um in terms of what they're trying to accomplish with whatever they're trying to tell us that it, as crazy as it sounds if there's any movie that could survive this it's probably this movie only because this movie is more is more about violence, action, gore, and visuals then it would be story to me. Like, I've we talked about it when this movie was being... I mean, we've been on this story pretty much since we first started this podcast, this whole idea of a Venom movie. I mean, it's been going on even before we started, but I think in terms of the concrete thing of them formulating it, script, shooting, now trailers, we've been, this has been one of the first things we've covered on this show. And from the beginning, we've all kind of said, I don't know what compelling story there is with Venom that doesn't include Spider-Man. And it doesn't seem like what I've seen from these trailers that they found one that might be okay if Venom looks awesome, if he's eating people, if he's doing crazy things, if the ca- if the Venom character is compelling, uh, they might be able to survive that. They're not gonna have an all time hit for me, you know, if they don't do that. But there 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 was a very limited selection for them to choose. I don't think they got something right, but. Similar to kind of Deadpool in a way that where
1: the story doesn't have to be that great for the movie to be very successful critically. I feel like this movie kind of has a cap in terms of how, how, good, it how good it could possibly be. I kind of agree too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think this movie is going to be as good as honestly like half of like Marvel's movies. <laughs> like, I don't think it even has the possibility. <laughs> Eddie hey, Brock? You know, just, I'm a reporter, I chase stories, and then Venom takes him over, and he's yeah. fighting another symbiote. Unless Riz Ahmed is spectacular. Yeah, you know. unless he's, like, crazy, unless he's, like, you know.
2: <laughs> An all-time uh, villain. Yeah,
1: he's, like, you know, uh, uh, the jo- the jo- the Dark Knight Joker. Yeah. Right. You know, unless Riz Ahmed is, like, that spectacular, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, so this movie has a cap, okay? Venom looks really, really crazy cool. I don't get the
0: feeling Ahmed's going to be uh, using that Oscar-level performance for a ride. Yeah, so yeah. He he, he, he took know. the check. He's, he like, he's the saving that saving after something for something a little more, <laughs> a
1: little more probably creatively uh, stimulating. Yeah, so I mean, it has a cap. Like Venom looks great. The action is great. It could be a B movie. Yeah, you know, it could be a B. It could be a solid. Like, look, I I went to the movie. I like seeing Venom. Yeah. Venom was cool. The action was cool. You know, and to me, if they Hardy accomplished wasn't, that. Shemar, that's a win. Yeah, uh, yeah. New they would made a
0: lot of money probably. They would have got, you know, superhero fans for the most part to be in line. Um, they probably would have got a lot of casual fans to like. If they come out with a B movie, I think that, like, if I come to do this podcast in a year or, no, not a year, only a couple of months, uh, and I say that this movie was a, was a 7.5 to an 8. I think that if I'm Sony, I take that. I say
2: that's a win. Oh, yeah, that's a win. Because then, as we'll talk about soon, then they can get to Craven. They can maybe do Silver and Black. Yeah. Whatever else, whatever other movie they want to do. And now I'm
0: paying attention to whatever whatever they're trying to accomplish. I don't know what it is. We still don't really. I
2: found, I found a list of someone ranked pretty much every superhero movie poster. Oh god. So there's a list for everything. Yeah, there is a list for everything. Who did this? Shout out to the person. How long ago was this? This was uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it seems like it's. In the near future. What's the most recent poster that's on this list? That yeah. probably I mean, you. Me some in works. the top ten. I mean, they have Days of Future Past, The Wolverine. I don't remember Days of Future Past. Uh, they got Winter Soldiers in here, Ant Man, um, Iron Man three. I, 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 I vaguely, I do remember an Iron Man three. Plus, all the Iron Man. Four fans. of the top seven are all from The Dark Knight, which. uh they're all good. The Dark the Knight posters. Poster. The Dark Knight yeah. posters were amazing. Obviously, they're the iconic. Yeah, one. there's two that are iconic. The uh, one this with the
1: burning. Dark Symbol. Knight Rises,
2: which also was really cool. That was also a really that's good really one. That's a very good one. Um, there's Winter Soldier, uh, and all. If you're listening, you could probably find these these posters. I don't remember that poster. That's a nice one though. That's a really there was another Iron Joker Man. poster that
0: they didn't. That's not on list. That course. I thought was even better than the ones that you see there.
2: But, yeah. And Dave Future Pass. Uh, those were those awesome. were amazing. Yeah, uh, the single posters. X faces. Switch faces and stuff. Yeah, that was, that that was, was really good. Um,
0: yeah, no, I those were really good posters.
2: But I can see I'm uh, going through it though. I can see where maybe Venom can fit into like the top fifteen, top ten. I would agree with that. The Nazi Guardians, which is what we have up here. Yeah, the Ant Man was kind of dope too, where he's like really small. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah, That was, that was, was clever. Oh. and the Spider Man three one that I mentioned was at
0: fifteen. That was a really nice one. I actually put that one ahead of the Venom one. Um, I think that should be higher, actually.
2: And then I also... <laughs> when you go down the list to, like, the 50s and stuff, there are some terrible... there's some terrible... I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are there's some, some garbage ones really like... Really trash posters. I mean, this is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nothing... That's you, a terrible it's poster. Just, it's a terrible poster. That just looks like yeah,
0: like someone bad took a bet. Looks like Peter took a, took a, a, a butt photo
2: of <laughs> 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 himself. I mean, and while, he, while he was swinging in New York City that's yeah I that's mean, somebody's supposed to tell you nothing about the movie but um, so yeah I don't know I I think this movie has a chance to be good um, I wouldn't bet on it if I were to predict I
0: think to something by saying this movie has a, has a definite ceiling
2: so
1: that's why I think that I, all I've been saying this right now is an
2: uphill battle predict the Rotten Tomatoes score for Venom 75 bet. going 75
0: well, no, I'm not even going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 70. I was going to say, I'll probably go, some, like,
1: 70, that's That's optimistic. 70
2: is, is certainly optimistic. I'm going to yeah, go 70, 58. 70 is, like, 58? Oh, I'm going to 58. So, you that, I think you don't think the movie is really good, good, I think that's... I think 58 I think is fine. You know, for Venom? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a Venom movie. I mean, what, like, 58? Suicide Squad's lower than that. Suicide Squad's now, lower. Okay. got to be like 30-something, right? Maybe 40. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm bashing I, mean, I, I don't, don't know if it's 30-something. 50 58 is a,
0: low, is a low number. I mean, it's, I, it's I that's about where Uncle Drew is. Well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it going to be better than that? I, I mean, mean, I haven't seen it, but what I, I can What
0: I will say, but I think maybe I have a little more confidence
1: that people will enjoy. Will enjoy. Board, yeah. under- Suicide score is way low. That's way down there.
2: Suicide score is 27. That's what I'm saying, man. 75 that's means that's like whatever. everyone thinks that. Well, not everyone, but three fourths of the people seeing it think it's a good movie. But like, wasn't like Avengers Age of Ultron like a 70?
0: A
1: that's thing? true. Like, I see me like that's, that's an MCU movie. I mean, 70, just so you guys know, Infinity War is at like 83 right now. So it's not that high. How Infinity War is definitely a polarizing
2: movie. That's a polarizing movie, though. I don't know, how? I, I don't how know how is why. That's it's my favorite Avengers I tell you, the
1: people
0: who, who did that don't know what the hell they're talking but about. But also, it comes it's down to. you didn't watch
2: these other movies. It comes down to when the hype is so. High, it's gonna bring it down. Just people are gonna be like, "I wasn't impressed." Well, why, 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 are, why has this been on every commercial? Why are people but, telling that me that I gotta see? Civil War. Well, Civil War was a great movie. Like you don't think Infinity War was a great I don't, movie? I don't think Infinity War was as good
0: as Civil War. But as, okay,
2: but that's, what that's, I'll say that's is
0: an arguable fine case that can but, be argued. But okay. what I'll
2: say is, and what I said at the time is, I can't properly judge Infinity War until I see the next one. Because I feel like it wasn't in it. If I ignore the next movie, whatever happens, the next movie, this movie was not as good as Civil War. It could get better if this next movie. and I'm like, yo, man, the way they connected them and this is crazy and whoa. I but, would say this does feel like it does feel like an unfinished story. It feels it just feels too incomplete for me to be
1: like. If the, I guess if there was one thing I could admit, I'd be like, okay, it does kind of. Eighty-three means it feel that like there unfinished. were
0: sixteen percent seventeen percent. See, I'm not a math person.
1: Uh, other people that didn't think the movie
0: was good. How is that possible? It's not saying out of 10, what do you score it? I think people's bars... Told me that it do 83, I'd say. Was, I would disagree,
2: but fine. I think the bar was raised. For, That's incredible. Like, it's like, like saying... If like, someone could like, watch that movie, like, this movie It's like, saying, like That's what sports, that means, if you didn't like it. It's like saying in sports, like, oh, this guy was the number one pick. Was he a bust? Versus the guy that was the, the 30th pick. Was he a bust? They could have the same career. But the guy at the 30th pick had less expectations, so we say he's not a bust. But the guy was number one pick, well, we thought this was going to be a, a classic movie. And for maybe for some people, it felt unfitted. like Shamari said. Maybe said, look, I don't know well, if it's movie— I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is still higher. Well, I don't that think that makes any sense. That, that makes zero sense. Makes sense. That's what I'm but trying to again, say. again, that comes down to just the expectation. People have lower expectations for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Lower, uh, there's a lower bar. It's just, look, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Lower stakes involved. But I agree that, that that's wonky. But that may also come down to this Venom 75. Yeah, I mean... It was I'm going to say 70. Was it at? 88. I mean, it's a very good movie. I thought it was better
0: than the first one. But I would say for Venom, I think a 70... Where's like Civil War? That's Civil War got me in the, the 90s. Yeah, that's that's probably in the 90s. It might be its highest rated movie from all the MCU. That or Avengers.
2: Right. What about Iron Man? Iron Man's probably in that class there too. there as well, yeah. Um... Because I feel like these movies. I mean, 83 is, is tough, man. That's a tough luck score. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm sorry. Civil War, Civil War is at 91. Yeah, I okay. don't know. I mean, I think Civil War is better. But, um, again, also, the think Infinity War is a movie for the fans more than for the critics. Civil War, no. Uh, I agree Ultra's with that,
0: at 89. I do agree that it's more for the fans than the
2: critics, like you said, it's people a lot of people that just didn't see every movie because they, but to me that then you have no reason then why you, are should you even be, shouldn't, be, you shouldn't yeah. be reviewing the movie yeah you shouldn't I be the person's whatever
0: your outlet, was, yeah. outlet was you shouldn't be the person reviewing it because it obviously is a continuation yeah. of what's happening and yeah it's, it's like not, it's not supposed to be taken <laughs> if in we were itself. doing
2: a new generation we have reviews for a new generation, I wouldn't do. Review for Fast and Furious for us because I haven't seen the other one. Right? Yeah, I would be the, be the worst next... person to do a Fast and Furious of like, review. I was like, this movie movies. makes no sense. None <laughs> of this connects to anything. I'm like, because I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen the last like five. Like, I'd be a terrible person to do that. So, if you haven't seen Infinity War, they are going to be Or if you haven't seen the rest of the Who's Avengers, down, movies, Baby Mom, I never seen this one before. <laughs> sure, 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 I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what's going on. <laughs> if if so if. You know, if you haven't seen the rest of these Avenger and Marvel movies, you're going to be like, I don't care about most of this stuff. Totally agree, Kendall. Let's
0: uh, move on here and let's talk actually about uh, the, this Disney. You know, speaking of Disney, we've been talking a lot about the Marvel movies. Uh, variety, there's a lot of talk about, obviously, James Gunn. Uh, we talked about him last week. He was fired because of some... Two weeks ago, I believe. I think we, we didn't elected, talk about him last we, week? We elected not to talk about him. Oh, okay, that's true. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked decision. about him. Yeah, because now he became even more into the news this week because uh, of talks that Disney may be interested in trying to bring him back. They apparently were meeting with him again this week. Uh, the Disney, though, excuse me, the Guards of the Galaxy cast all put out a letter announcing their full support for James Gunn. That it seems to not be working so far because Variety reported this week that it is unlikely Disney would bring back James Gunn, guys. I feel like that's not that surprising to me. That Uh it's unlikely they would bring him back. I I feel like that's kind of one of those moves where if you if you rescind it for any reason, you just look like you're just caving to Marvel fanboys, and it just it sets a bad precedent that like now the MAGA people will just go crazy over them trying to bring back Roseanne. And there's like another precedent that for someone in the future that they'll say, well, we just fight hard enough. Maybe they'll change their mind. Uh, like maybe there's an argument to be had about whether or not he should or should not have been fired. I think that's fine to say that there's an argument there. I, I I think they had to move on from him. I just think it's all an unfortunate circumstance that this has gone down the way it did. And he elected to do what he did. He ended in that he made a choice. But, uh, what what do you guys think of the the kind of saga we saw with Pratt and Zaldana and Batista and Cooper and everyone as a part of that movie,
1: voicing their support and Variety still saying that Disney's unlikely to bring back gun? Um, I mean, I mean, I think it is what it is. You know, I mean, gun I agree with you, EJ, that it, it would look. It wouldn't look good for Disney. No, no. am they just, like, bring him back and be like, oh, uh, we're sorry. You know, like, nah. Like, like they're Disney. They can't cave to fans like that. that sets, like you're saying, This sets a very bad precedent. Um, So they made this decision, and I don't think for a second they regret the decision. <laughs> I think they only met with him because they were like, all right, you know what, let's hear him out. You know, just kind of seeing, like, you know. Just kind of looking and seeing, okay, and thinking about the decision. Like, okay, people are very upset with us. A lot of people are very upset with us. Let's hear him out, whatever. But I don't think... I think they they still want him gone, and I think they're glad to have him gone. You know? <laughs> glad to have him gone, dad. Well, I mean, after, after, after what you. he said, yeah, they, they don't want him there anymore. Yeah, I want him around, yeah. <laughs> In that sense. Not that they didn't like his talent, or they didn't like his movies. <laughs> Get or, him out of here, Or they man. never liked him. Yeah, nothing like that. But they, but they like, you know i one of them gone for years. If <laughs> I had my, couldn't wait to get him out of here. <laughs> now nah, I can take that corner office I always wanted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they want him back. You know, I think that it's just that's just the nature. That's just what they decided. And I, I think it's good that you know Gun has you know uh, that the rest of the Guardians are behind him and everything. But you know, I don't think they're going to bring him back. At, at, at very least, they're very much not going to bring him back for Guardians three. You know whether this cools down whether gun does something else to you know help his image you know right. starts doing other things but they're not gonna bring him back for guardians 3 um i mean i don't know if uh well i say i don't know if he can be involved in any capacity but i don't think he's gonna do anything i think he's just gonna very much stay to the side and i don't know what they're gonna do for guardians 3 um I don't know if they're gonna pick his brain for ideas. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. This is a very Man, difficult about- time to for to,
0: to for them not to have a director. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next Avengers movie, but it seems like the Guardians could be in a lot of flux for them not to have any direction as
2: far as trying movie to do all this space the space stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all the characters are dead right now. Right. Uh, I yeah. I don't know. I I feel like one. I don't know if James Gunn is gonna give them any. Uh, ideas uh, t- until he's back under contract. <laughs> <That's laughs> like, <laughs> show me. <it. laughs> shouldn't. It. He absolutely um, shouldn't if I was him.
0: But... That's a, ne- that's a negotiating ploy. Yeah.
2: But, uh, in terms of, I, I think Shamari brings up a good point when he mentions that there is the opportunity in the future that I think probably feels more likely for looking like five, six, seven years from now, which is a long time. But... Um, it may not be for Guardians 3, but it may be another movie where once we start to maybe forget about this, then they decide to bring him back. Um, but I can't imagine. I, I don't know if it's impossible, but the way this sounds, it sounds as if they don't plan on bringing him back for Guardians 3. So, But I would I certainly wouldn't rule out the possibility of him ever working with Disney or ever working with Marvel ever again. In terms of the cast coming out in full support, I mean, good for them. You know they wanted to come out. They wanted to support their guy. Mm-hmm. You know it wasn't the easiest thing for them to do because yeah, they had there. It's there's risk involved for them as well. But um, what I'll say is that when they say that they fully support James Gunn, I would I would maybe argue that they don't fully support James Gunn unless they say we're not doing a movie unless he's directing it. And if it ever came to that, now if you're Disney, what do you do? Do you say I'm not gonna do a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Do you sue no, every single one maybe. of these actors and say that they are in a breach of their contract? Do you, or do you say, look, we gotta bite the bull and bring back James Gunn because we gotta do Guardians Three? Do 30? they really? You really think that these actors are gonna take that much of a stand?
0: I'm, I'm saying don't, if they're, I don't think, so. I don't think
2: they what, will. That's what I was. Yeah, I mean, but that's if what they I was don't,
1: saying, like this. And I think it's kind of crazy to say. Listen, you really support James Gunn. If they I'm not you're saying if they jump off this project. Well, completely. I'm not saying if they
2: really support him, but they say they fully support. Like, I this guy's he's innocent or he's a good person yeah. or whatever. Yeah. If that's the case, why 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 even do the movie? Because they paying you millions they, of yeah, dollars. Yeah, I was gonna man. say
1: so they can, so they can, so they shouldn't have a
2: livelihood. Don't they have contracts and stuff? Yeah, they they should just. <laughs> All right, sue me. What do you, I mean, then you won't get Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why I say, that's why I question the idea of them fully supporting James Gunn. Because I don't once push comes to like that means that you don't support that. This yeah, I think that, that's cool. That's cool that <laughs> yeah. far, yeah. like, like, so, I was like okay. I'm not
0: saying that if they don't, do it that they're not fully supportive but i'm just saying if they don't do it they're
1: not fully support. you say fully <laughs> support I mean, I mean all right they're not, let, they're not in
2: su- they're in support they're not in full support
1: okay so let me so if something Where happened is- so it, both of you guys if something happened to me some crazy came out, and we were doing New Generation, and I got kicked. kicked I got fired from New Generation or something. <laughs> I'd be papers. like, "Well, if you guys don't fully support me by leaving New Generation forever and doing nothing involving New Generation, no matter how, no matter, doesn't matter if this is your job, doesn't matter nothing. If you guys don't leave, you don't fully support me. Like that's not.
2: I yeah, mean, I just, they're I getting contract. Yeah, A lot right, of these actors right. are I getting totally work get from other studios as well. Right. They could say to themselves, look. We we're not working with Disney until you guys bring our guy James Gunn back because he was fired unjustly in their minds. They were fired prematurely, I'll say. I just don't think that because they say they support
0: him doesn't mean that they won't do another movie. And I don't if think he's got the... And I don't
1: think that means that they don't fully support him. Yeah, and I don't think Gunn sees that as as necessarily support yeah them. i don't think i don't think gun I, I don't think, think gun would want that i don't think he would want them to be like
2: oh i'm not gonna why are
1: you guys even doing it without me i don't, I don't think he's that like i don't think he's asking you know, him to do
2: it but you don't think Gunn would say to stake it to disney say don't do i don't think he would tell him not it. No, but you don't no, think don't, that Gunn would would, would like the hurts, idea of them that also hurts, it. hurts he's good friends with uh the russos he's good friends with feige i mean but that's not coming from him though like I said, assuming it wasn't from him. Assuming he's not like the mastermind saying, hey, Chris Pratt, don't do the movie. Unless, if it's their, if it's on their volition, then, I mean, why? It doesn't hurt any his relationship with anybody. It's just him saying, look, they're doing this for me. They like me. I like working for Disney, but you guys fired me for some old tweets that I sent out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, not saying, I don't I, I, look, I'm not... I'm not Blasting the Guardians cast saying, "If you guys, <laughs> like, you guys support, are phonies, you guys are liars or phonies, <laughs> or if I were in your position, I would because if I were in your position, look maybe I pu- I put out a, a weak statement." And, <laughs> and Kendall's like, "I'm getting that check, and I'll <laughs> continue to do the movie, but I just don't know if this will have an impact unless they take their stand." Kendall give out that MJ I statement. I mean, that that might be but true. James Long
1: is doing great stuff in his community. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the MJ statement that he did for LeBron. I mean, that might be true, but I mean, it is what it is. They're not going to stop doing the movie, you know, like, and I don't think they want to stop doing the movie. I don't think they should feel obligated. And I think that you say full of I think this is their effort to try to bring him back. I think that they, I
0: think this meeting that they had with James Gunn probably only happened because the actors really really strongly talked about how much they want him to do the movie. And I don't know what they could have possibly told him. It's interesting that they met. It's interesting that they said that it's unlikely it's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't close the door on this completely. There's a reason we have strikes and lockouts and in... but when you're in breach of contract you're in breach of contract and I don't know, I don't know what the contracts are for all of them, but I'm sure they have contracts to do guardians three. So probably. Yeah. yeah. So to, to say you're not going to do it, you could be in a lot of trouble. Those contracts, you know, they're very much worked out and they're ironclad, binding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fine. you can't just be like, oh, I'm just, I don't feel like doing it now because whatever. Like, you're gonna do that movie one way or another, or you gotta buy yourself out of that contract. Yeah. So unless you know, Chris Pratt wants to spend millions of dollars to buy himself out, I don't see that that's happening. He's gonna be doing Guardians three whether he wants it or not, unless he doesn't survive Infinity War for some reason.
2: I don't know, man. I just, I look at. uh I look at this cast and I say, I mean, a lot of I was like is put all, your money where your mouth it's, is. Yeah, it's all talk until they do something.
0: <laughs> Kennel thinks everyone's phony. He wants everyone to, to to really
2: show how they how they are. Um Kennel wants blood packs. Look, man. <laughs> as EJ says, man, I, I I gotta see the same energy, man. You can't write this stuff, but you don't you don't put out that same energy when Disney comes calling saying, Are you guys gonna do Guardians? And they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We just like James Gunn to do it. I'm sure I'm sure they like James Gunn to do it. But I didn't need a whole statement of them putting it out there. Because if I'm Disney, if I'm Bob Iger, what does this say to me? It says It says that, that it says my the cast, cast values this
0: director it, and it by says the not, cast
2: wants him to do the movie. They could have they could have just said that in a quote and I would have gotten the same No, but they were trying to pressure him. But I don't feel any pressure. You know what I mean? You don't think that Disney
0: felt pressure by that statement? I totally disagree. Where is the pressure coming from?
2: If, now, if if if
0: if, the, if, the, if if they came out and they didn't say anything, this 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 James Gunn story would be dead already. Yeah, it's yeah. only alive, and the idea of him bring, being brought back is only being. And you know what Disney said? Disney was like,
2: "We're not Jake bringing Rocks. him back."
0: Okay, Kick Rocks cast. But they only had to say that because they put pressure on them.
2: But that was weak <laughs> pressure. I'm saying a fake right. pressure. That was that was, that was All a right, fake yeah. hustle. Now, if you come out and you say, we're not doing the movie unless James Gunn is directing it, now what does Iger do? Is he going to get into a legal battle with his cast Look, that's Kendall, supposed to be the faces of the MCU? Kendall, or is he Kendall back it's, James Kendall's, Gunn. Kendall's Kendall's a, saying, hey, I want strike. chaos, man. I want anarchy. Kendall is a, Kendall is a
0: sports <laughs> management major. And if any future potential athletes want to know where Kendall stands in terms of his negotiation <laughs> tactics, you see, he's, lockout. He, he's in favor of very radical tactics. I'm pro
1: lockout, I'm <laughs> <laughs> pro strike. Um, let's move on now. Let's talk about uh, like when Coach Carter locked the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let the boys play. Let the boys
0: play. <laughs> Open the damn gym and let the boys play. <laughs> and do <threw> a break. <laughs> he threw a break through his window, something like that. Crazy. Oh man, Coach Carter. That's a classic movie right there. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the next movie in line for Sony uh, potentially, and that is Craven. Um, so it seems, uh, according to Collider, that. Sony has tapped the Equalizer 2 screenwriter Richard Wenk to uh, start writing a Craven script. Now, of course, Craven, uh, the rumors of a Craven movie were kind of brought about last year, along with Silver and Black and uh, and, and Mysterio. I don't know what that Mysterio product is going to be now that he's in this new Spider- MCU Spider Man movie, but whatever. That's That was the talk last year in, in June when the Hollywood reporter. uh, Unveiled that report, but today now Collider is ready to say that um, Craven is in the script writing process uh, and is being headed by Richard Wank. So uh, we know Sony Kendall is trying to make a its own movie franchise with just Spider-Man characters, not involving Spider-Man at least as of now. Do you like this idea of a Craven the Hunter movie?
2: It's disappointing. disappointing EJ and I say that not because we talked about this a couple weeks ago remember I had asked uh, you guys if you guys were running Sony what would be the movie you guys would do Uh, or what would you have done if you were tasked with making Marvel movies for Sony and I believe EJ was like the first guy I would do is Kraven and now we come here with this Kraven movie so I'm not disappointed about the idea because I agree that it's a good idea for them but it's disappointing because that means we won't see him in the MCU very likely and in the Spider-Man Homecoming universe and there's another cool Ven- uh, Spider-Man villain similar to Venom that we won't see uh, face off against Tom Holland's Spider-Man um, and Craven's even more disappointing than Venom because at least Venom we've seen in a movie. In a Spider-Man movie. Disappointing but at least we've seen him before so it's like alright I don't need to see Spider-Man versus Venom again. It didn't work out the first time. Probably would have been better but I don't I didn't need to see it. Craven is a character we haven't even seen on the big screen yet, and his debut is going to be in his own movie, not against Spider-Man. That seemed a little disappointing. Seemed a little risky. Um I guess that probably debunks all the stuff about how Craven was going to be in uh silver and black. Um well, Oh, not was... necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. That could be the way of introducing him. Cuz Silver and Black came <laughs> come out before Craven. Is that still supposed to come out, although they didn't they shelve that movie. Uh I don't, I don't remember that. You remember that? Who knows? As remember well. they man, don't, We no. follow way too many
1: stories. <laughs> man. They took that movie, took that movie off the about, calendar. They asked me about Silver and Black. Did they show that? It's like I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not
2: talking to you. That movie. S- that movie's off the calendar. Um, we do have Morbius coming out as well. I Can't forget about that one. But um, <laughs> can't forget about Morbius. <laughs> yeah, I know, can't forget about him. But uh, yes, in June, Sony removed Silver and Black from its schedule. Yeah, I'm not convinced that was ever coming out. But if it does come out, I mean, is there a chance that he plays a bigger role than maybe was indicated? I remember when when the thing was read, like the leak or whatever it was, cast leak or plot leak, it talked about how like, you know, Craven was gonna be like just some, you know, minor character. Just like, a couple of these guys were just gonna, like, Chameleon was gonna be a minor character and like, it was stupid stuff, but regardless. Now he's getting his own movie, so I mean, maybe he plays a bigger role in that movie, or maybe he cameos, or maybe they just decided we'll take that character and just give him his own movie, which is probably a better idea. So I'm excited. Well, I'm not excited. I'm disappointed because he's not in the MCU, but it's a better it's it's a better idea than Silver and Black. Better idea than Morbius. So I'll give him that. And apparently, the movie was pulled of schedule and put back into development. Yeah, whatever that means. Just saying,
1: just keeping just keeping score here, kind of. <laughs> I feel the same way uh, as a Morbius with this movie. I mean, with no Spider-Man, like I don't know. I don't care, man. Like I really don't. I mean, why do we need a why do we need a Kraven movie? I feel the same way as like Morbius, Silver and Black. It's all just in the same thing. Venom, even like it's all the same. It's like why do we need these movies if there's gonna be no Spider-Man? So, I'm not necessarily looking forward to this. I agree with you, Ken. I'm disappointed that we're not going to get Craven in the MCU, where that definitely appears to be the case. So, I don't know. I'm not happy about this news. I'm not excited about this movie. I mean, it could be okay, I guess, but I don't know how. how. (laughs) No one's asking for a Craven the Hunter movie. No one's asking for a Craven movie, with no Spider Man, especially. No one's asking for
2: that movie. Yeah, it's
0: a shame. Like, such a great potential foil for Spider-Man is being wasted away in a solo movie that no one really wants.
2: Be about him hunting a
0: a tiger. If I was was Kevin Feige, I'd be begging Amy Pascal not to go through with this. Like, it's just... That's such a great potential character that they could use for a potential Spider-Man villain. Why they would want to waste it away on a solo movie where... We talk about Craven. I mean, at least with Venom, we could surmise who a villain could be. I don't know who the villain of a Craven movie is.
2: I mean, Craven the villain. Craven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is he the villain of his own movie? Like, is he like fighting? Like, is he hunting like regular See, like,
0: people and killing them? I don't know what he would be
2: doing. And th- th- this kind of reminds me of the Joker movie, where I'm like, look, could they be like? It's called Craven, but it, it, and it has some elements of Craven. But like, don't think of Spider Man. Don't think of anything you know about Craven kind of just, it's just going to be a guy in the jungle. It's going to be Tarzan. It's going to be, because I'm thinking maybe it could be like, <laughs> <Tarzan>. <laughs> what was the what was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he was like he was fighting the bear or the wolf oh, or whatever. Uh it was. the Revenant? It's, yeah, maybe it'll be like the Revenant where it's like, it's just like some Oscar some super Oscar movie where it's like Craven's fighting some tiger but it's called Craven, and it's very very loosely based off Marvel Comics. That's the, cause that's the only way I can think of it being good <laughs> but is that something I want to see I mean it, maybe it's like the easy Joker movie that we have coming out I mean it's a very optimistic look on things but I, that's the only way I could say to myself look I want to see a Craven the Hunter movie because I can't imagine this is going to be I mean, we're not going to have the Savage Land we're not going to have Black Panther we're not going to have Spider-Man so many characters left out yeah i mean
1: it's just uh it's just sad <laughs> you know i mean i, I mean yeah, really our this, this whole story is brought, yeah, uh, brought, just, brought the whole vibe a bummer of this podcast so whole story is just a bummer man it's just it's bringing my energy down like like when are we gonna get like we've been talking about craving for weeks it seems i need to get that uh, can- i need I to get that kendra drop don't kill my vibe we have stories <laughs> like this it's yeah I mean, the, vibe and- of the podcast I mean, it's like we we all speculating about Craven for like weeks and months. It seems. Is Craven going to be in Far From Home? Right, Is Craven yeah. going to be this? It's like, nope. Craven's getting his own movie <laughs> with no Spider Man. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like, why? Are we convinced that there's no avenue where
0: anyone who's in a solo Sony movie could possibly then be linked to Spider Man in the MCU?
2: Maybe they're part of the Sinister Fix, man.
0: I started thinking about that too. That maybe that's that's what they're trying maybe to set up. Making the problem up is Sony that's six <laughs> that's six Sony moves I got to sit through mm-hmm. before I finally see these people pull up against Spider Man. I know. And I, the way they're showing them with out. with Kraven and Venom, I don't need them to be part of any team. Yeah. No, not at all. You, you know, I, I they Kraven, be, has they been a like,
2: seventh 6 team. member, which yeah. could be interesting. Maybe I mean Silver and Black. I mean I don't again I don't, that movie ain't coming out. I mean if in development, quote unquote, it's not coming yeah. out in the near future. I don't think. But but like, well, I mean, and to be fair, I mean, they clearly, the were, having, could be another they clearly one. were having issues where they were only,
0: uh, how many people they had, what they, 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 it was starting to come out in February of 2019. And as of June, there was no movement on yeah, the movie. So, right. I mean, they pulled out the schedules in development. I mean, I don't know if that necessarily means the movie's just off the grid, but clearly whatever work they needed to get done was not getting started because you can't do a movie in six months and have it be decent. Yeah. Which is basically what they would have needed to do. And what
2: <laughs> Suicide Squad tried it. I know. But Tried right, six weeks, but uh, <laughs> if if Venom is good, that'll help the future of all these movies. If Absolutely. Venom is awful or like very very mediocre, like forty percent or below, Arise should we low tomatoes, key be kind of rooting for Venom to be trash? <sighs>
1: that's that's uh, tough. Yeah, I think that's tough. Well, I'm just say, know, I'm no saying. Kendall was saying that
0: the the better chance these movies won't come out. If Venom is trash well doesn't that mean that if that's only gonna pass isn't a better chance I can see Craven fighting Tom Holland's Peter Parker if venom right. is trash I mean venom is like if it's fantastic for bad then yes yeah, I mean, I that I think that's all it will take In- if Venom has to die for those sins, I might be able to let it die for those sins. I'm sorry. It might be a waste of our money, man, if we go to see that movie. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it. we going to spend a lot of Nah, we we got to see even for this track. If
2: it's like, a, if, they're saying, I mean, if they're saying 10%, classic, <laughs> if they're saying it's Fantastic Four, bad, <laughs> I'm going to say obligation to the people. <laughs> like, I'm not wasting my time The people listen to this podcast, I'll watch it. I'll say this. I'll find a way to watch it. I'm not spending any money on it. <laughs> I'll make sure none of us have to send any money up. what are you trying to say Kendall? But I'll see if I'll, I'll hook up You know, some of my links over at Sony I'll <laughs> no. get a hook up from some of my Sony links they'll get us to a screening <laughs> a they'll screening. get us to a screening of the movie Okay. on my laptop
0: Um, we gotta see it as trash guys this is our obligation to the podcast to the people that listen we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the voice of the people and we can't have a voice. If we don't see it, even if it is garbage. Now, this this Craven thing is terrible. Um, I'm not excited about this at all. Uh, the, the guy who wrote the, the Equalizer are good movies, so an Equalizer two is good. So there's, I guess, some silver lining in that. But the idea that despite that, we still don't want to see this movie, I think says a lot. So I, I, it's hard for me to get very excited about this. I hope that. I mean, maybe there's maybe this idea. We hope that it's trash, but I mean, for a filming standpoint, I hope that they do find a way to find a story that's compelling. I can't find one that makes sense that doesn't involve Spider Man, but we'll see where that goes. A last story before we uh do our recap of um, Cloak and Dagger is that Daredevil appears to possibly be uh debuting this year. So we. A lot of people, at least, I can't say we, because I think one of us thought it was happening this year. But I was certainly under the impression that this move, this uh, new season of Daredevil, to what season three? Yep, season um, that it would probably come out in twenty nineteen. But Netflix CEO recently uh, spoke about uh, the company's earnings and mentioned the move, the shows that be being released this year, and Daredevil was in that list. He said, "In the short term, we've got new seasons coming up in the second half of this year." of Orange is the New Black, Ozark, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Narcos, the fin- finale of House of Cards and the follow-up series to Making a Murderer. This was a, you know, this was a, a obvious um earned it was an earning video so like he was speaking from a knowing place. So it would be surprising if somehow he was wrong that he would say that this movie is coming out where he's promoting the good work that Netflix is doing and getting what shows are coming out and getting it all wrong for this year, uh, so that seems to tell me that okay, if if Iron Fist is in September, then Daredevil is probably looking at a December date. You would think. Uh, are you guys excited for the idea that we could be seeing Daredevil uh, this year?
2: Yeah. No. I mean, I. It, it seemed for a while for me that we would get this in the winter. Once we saw that Iron Fist was coming out in September. And how closely that was to Luke Cage, which was very close to Jessica Jones, it seemed to make sense that that was going to come out sometime in the winter time. Um Now this seems to suggest maybe November, December. I was thinking probably January. Um, but if it is 2018, I wouldn't be surprised if it was December. But this has been filming for a while. We've been talking about Daredevil for quite a bit. I mean, Season 2 was a long time ago. And Defenders was sort of a long time ago. So now... I mean, it's been... I mean, season two, what was that? Two years ago? I believe. It was a while ago, yeah. It's like two, two and a half years ago. Defenders was last year, or it was earlier this year. Defenders. Defenders was 2017. It was 2017. Yeah. Yeah, so Defenders was last year. Man, time flies. But, um, so I think it makes sense for this to now come out. I mean, we've had the Cavs. We've seen set pictures for a long time. That would be now. crazy, though, if they got all four Defenders series
0: sequel yeah all in this year be impressive yes that's a very that'd be a really awesome job they find a way to do that which it sounds like they will i think it kind of gives them a lot of breathing room for whatever they want to do 2019 you could do another defender series you'll certainly probably see punisher in 2019 which one gives them a lot of breathing room if they're able to squeeze it all in one year you yeah set up whatever they want to do for twenty eight, twenty nineteen, 2019 in a way that uh
1: that makes sense yeah um yeah I agree I mean it'll be awesome if they could do them all in one year. um I'm really excited about this. I mean Daredevil has been great. It's been my favorite Netflix series, mm-hmm. counting all of them, including the defenders. I mean Daredevil has just been spectacular um every seems like every episode I don't think i've seen I, I don't think I've seen one bad episode of Daredevil. I've enjoyed every single one of them mm-hmm. so so I'm very much looking forward to this season um especially since we don't know what Matt's status is. Yeah, like we don't know, we don't know anything about what's going on with him, so this will be really, really exciting. I feel like it'll, it'll have almost like a season one like feel. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm hyped. And we might be getting Bullseye. Yeah, Bullseye. Which that would be, that would be really, really fun.
0: To yeah, start. yeah. Bullseye is is the arch nemesis of Daredevil outside of Kingpin, and we know Kingpin is gonna be a big factor yeah. in there. So we get Kingpin and a really good Bullseye. I mean, that could this season could end up being the best that Marvel's Netflix division has done. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to possibly getting this uh, season this year. But let's now wrap the show uh, talking about um, & Dagger for our recap this week. We obviously are not talking about & Dagger in about a month or so. So we've had five episodes or five four or five episodes depending on whoever was on this podcast in terms of how many episodes we have to watch uh we found this finale was this week so we caught up to everything speaking on just the finale for as i'm concerned i thought it was pretty good uh it had its goofy moments which this show kind of has has its goofy moments at times um i didn't the whole zombie thing didn't work for me uh i loved it in the um what's it called in the episode seven where they were in that guy's head, I think that was one of the best Ivan has uh, yes, they were Ivan has his head. I think that was probably the best episode of the season and I think it's a Jenny nominee category for best episode of the year. Um but when it we came into fruition in real life, I think it looked like a made for T V horror film. So that aspect I did not like at all. Um I did like, the only thing that those things were good for, those zombie people running around, was to really display, I thought, Dagger's abilities in a way that we hadn't seen yet. The way she was able to just, like, knife all those dudes and people just, like, quickly and how quickly and how well she got at her abilities. Um, it presented very good visuals. And even for Cloak, too. Uh, it presented good visuals, but not good stories. But they, it just looked kind of ridiculous. Um... I think that the, the the acting and the character development of both of the characters were very good throughout the entire season. I think that it culminated in a place that pretty much made sense at the end. Uh, I enjoyed this season of Cloak and Dagger. I thought it was good. I thought it was certainly good enough to have a second season. I think that when they're able to... Um, when they're... It's weird because sometimes when they get too metaphysical, it gets too like all over the place. But I like when they're able to get metaphysical in a way that still feels real. um Some of the visions where that 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 that, uh, that cloak took his characters in, I thought were great. I thought again the Hess episode was incredible. That felt real. Those seem to be some of the better elements of the season, and I hope that they were able to kind of take from that, maybe take away a little bit of so much of the New Orleans voodoo stuff. I thought that for me, it kind of was hard to follow and distracting these last two episodes. Yeah, it was
1: like something out of American horror story.
0: Yeah. And, and like, you know, <laughs> and where whereas I thought that the, the, the priest narration in episode eight or nine, or whatever it was, when he was kind of explaining the character d- developments of heroes while we were watching it, I thought it was great. Because that was in the more real storytelling. When we had the last episode, of season finale, of where the storytelling is being told from Aunt Jeanette' story, uh, you know, you know, perspective. Oh, from the voodoo standpoint, it just was confusing. I know what was going. on. <laughs> they go in the past. They're going in the past. It's t- t- Talking 1842. about soldiers, <laughs> admit, the war of 1812.
2: I'm We're like, like what, what is going? What is this? <laughs> in 1778.
1: I don't think that added. I don't
2: think that added anything <laughs> to the story. <laughs> I'm back in history class. Man. <laughs> You're right. I'm watching the history channel. Yeah, what are
1: we talking I about? I thought
0: that character got I'm sorry. She was one of my least favorite characters. She got way too much time and she didn't do anything. Yeah, she kept yeah, the yeah, no, beginning. No, it made it sound like oh, like she's keeping an eye on these people. Like oh, maybe she's a or something moving
1: forward. And then she's just walking around. She's there, literally just a witness, like, drunk. spitting yeah. What Alcohol. was that about? We still don't know what that was about. Chalk markings all over the city. I'm like, I'm like what does she do? What is she, barking, like, territory? Like, it's what's n- happening? It's New Orleans. Voodoo has
0: to be a part of the story. Right. And with right. these characters, it makes sense for it. But they didn't execute it well, I don't think, at any point in the season. And I think yeah, these last was, uh... two episodes, they didn't execute it well at all. <laughs>
1: yeah, they had some issues there, man. Yeah, that was, uh... Yeah, Cloak and Dagger is tough, man. I mean, it's up and down for me. It's very up and down for me. You know, like, it's. I liked. um, I liked the characters for the most part. Honestly, I liked Tyrone. I liked Tandy. I liked, uh, you know, Tyrone's uh, friend, the other girl, his girlfriend, I guess. Um, I liked Hess. I liked liked Hess's daughter, Mina. You know, I, I thought the characters were good. I wish I wish and Mina had been in for, in the season for most of it. I agree. I wish I thought they were very good characters. I agree. Um, and less of Liam, less of that detective and yeah. whatever was going on with her. I didn't like her, man. Yeah, I, Matt, loved, Matt, yeah, I was you intrigued. You didn't like O'Reilly. I didn't like O'Reilly, and you didn't like her in the beginning either. You nah, were confused about her story, and at first I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. And then by the end I was not intrigued. By the yeah. end I was like, her, her boyfriend got killed, and...
2: I saw that one coming know, from a mile away. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of
1: came down, and was like, kind of is like, oh, this guy's gonna die. Yeah, he's once, once, once up, he
2: was like, oh, I'm gonna be a part of this, too, I was like, he's
1: dead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gone. I, I didn't see it until, like, you know, they were kissing and the thing, and then Connor just kind of looked at her, and I was like, ah, uh, uh. And then she's like, oh, breakfast, and i was like, ah, something bad's
2: gonna happen to this guy, yeah. and then he's dead. I, it did surprise me at the time. When I saw he was in the thing, I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But... Yeah, I do that, dude. Yeah, when, dead, he, when he when was when she came
1: downstairs and he wasn't there, I'm like, Dad, he's gonna be yeah. in the cupboard or something. There's yeah. <laughs> gonna be some crazy mob stuff going on. Yeah, that but, was um, that was quite telegraphed. Yeah, that was crazy.
2: But um but yeah, I don't know, man. There's what a we, lot of what stuff happened that... to him? We don't uh, even well, I'm guessing the dude got to him. Yeah, someone uh, killed him. Connors or Connors. But Connors is Connors, goons, yeah. yeah, whoever his yeah goons. Some cops.
1: Yeah, he had a bunch of cops in his pocket or
2: something. Yeah, so they, they were was, all helping yeah, him. The whole force individual. was like helping him.
0: That was that also
1: didn't make sense to me.
2: I, that was weird. How, that was that, that weird. How, could <laughs>
0: how could one detective have that yeah, much yeah. power?
2: <laughs> that was, that was he <laughs> that that
1: was wasn't the me. police captain. That, yeah, that, I was wondering, I was like, yo, this guy just this I know I know there's some corrupt white cops
2: or whatever, but this is kind of ridiculous. That's like some LA in the sixties stuff. Yeah, that that was one of my problems was I felt like I know they wanted to go like you said with the corrupt cop gimmick you know the corrupt police force gimmick you know the gcpd type thing but <laughs> it was like i can believe it on Gotham because it's the gcpd it's, yeah right, it's, exactly. a it's a fantastic fancy it's a, fancy it's a, it's a fake police department right yeah exactly like this is supposed to be the new orleans police department in 2018 yeah, it, in 2018 you're trying to tell me that like, is that corrupt to where like they're like they're, they're they're like they're staging murders and they're like they got a whole staff against like these two people and they I mean it, it just seems a little too evil. That yeah, that it was excessive. It was a little too evil. I'm like, all right, I can get it if it was like one, two, three cops. Yeah, when it was just him, yeah, and like him and like a couple other people, yeah, I was him, like, I can see that. I can see a dirty cop. Yeah, actually yeah, a see dirty see.
1: cop and his dirty boys. I can see that. This is you like know, you know the whole like the, they're just bringing people into the back of the station and yeah. no one's even looking or saying nothing. you know they're yeah, in that yeah. like
2: bar and he's like beating her up and yeah. the rest of the cops are just watching. Um, they're like, just watching. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! I'm like, right, I'm she's like, a cop Yo, too, right? This is crazy. No, no, no one says like, oh, maybe like, you should I'm chill out a little you. bit. Yeah, yeah. They they
0: definitely there was some cut corners cut in terms of, of why O'Reilly, or not O'Reilly, uh, Connors. Connors was just. Just so carte blanche, right? He's just doing whatever. There was he no wants. real. There was really no explanation as to, as to why. And I can even
2: yes. understand him getting out. That I, I, could, had, see I, had out, problem, I could see him getting out. But just the out.
0: whole thing of the like the cops basically working for him by the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like it was like uh, Ricardo Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> it, was. It, was it was Ricardo Diaz, yeah. where the yeah, cops were Diaz. basically working for him <laughs> when he's only a detective.
1: The guy's like scared. He like doesn't want to help them. Yeah, he's like, oh, what trying to plea. And he's like, Oh, I gotta go. You watch. him. And the guy's like,
0: Yeah, Connor is back. He's going to want to take them. I'm like, yeah, it's like, yo, wh- what do you I mean? all just working for this guy? only one level above you, fam. There's <laughs> officer and then there's detective. Yeah. It's not that, then like, there's a lot of other levels after the detective. sergeant,
1: the there's lieutenant, right. there's captain. Yeah. Like, like why was he why it was just- All working for him. So yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, so I wasn't a fan of that. I did not like this Scarborough dude and all this Roxanne stuff. The Roxanne stuff
2: kind of—I was a little out of that too. Yeah, yeah. it was a little tough to follow. Yeah, I, I like—I like Tyrone's story a little
1: better than Tandy's. Me too. I agree. In terms of his, because his fight I could understand. Yeah, maybe that's not only that. We yeah, not only Yeah, maybe for us that. we like it better. <laughs> <people>. <laughs> but like you know, even it was easier to follow. Yeah. Easier to understand. To follow, yeah. I mean, Tandy's like going after a whole corporation. Yeah. She's got papers all over the place, like yeah, yeah. looking through files. So it was a huge I conspiracy. Even, yeah. I don't even remember how she found us. I don't remember how, what paper she looked at, right. how she, I don't know how she found him or yeah. his daughter. I don't know what happened, but then she just looked, and then she just found her and then she's working for her and all this other stuff and it was just hard to follow. Yeah. You know, and then all these, and then it's like, oh,
2: the, the then the stuff makes them crazy. and The rapid. zombies, I agree with you. That's when I was like, the, this is stupid man <laughs> you know and then i don't know i there were some good moments this is this isn't the best show no yeah there were yeah there were some very i said, good moments. i liked the show i thought it was i thought it was a good season yeah i'm mostly positive only cuz i don't hold it to the same standard that maybe i hold some of the other shows that i've watched but i don't think that it like i look at some i thought the i thought cloak and dagger had good chemistry they did um which is obviously important. Good show is called and Dagger*. <laughs> um, I thought that uh, I agree that the Hess characters were good. The Hess family was good. That episode seven that you mentioned uh, was really good. I thought. I thought episode 9 I believe was also really good. I thought
0: 7 through 9 were
2: excellent. Yeah, those 3 episodes. I thought season like it was, kind of came down a little bit. The season finale just got too out of control with the monsters. Yeah. You know? And then and I don't know how they how they
1: uh how they how fixed they fix the everything. situation
0: still I don't I kind
1: of get it. They were just like so yeah, what
0: were you doing? I had to read I had to read I read it and now it kind of makes sense but it still means that they should have made it more clear. So remember they they fell into they were both in the water and their powers were activated by those same chemicals mm-hmm. so the energy that those chemicals gave out they're powered by those by those by those same chemicals right. so they were able to use their energy to force that uh that chemical exposure into the atmosphere because
1: they essentially are that chemical you know combination in a way, yeah. I mean, I had, I had, I was guessing that that might be what happened. Like, oh, maybe because maybe they use the same energy. Like Cloak and Dagger I, were trying to explain it,
0: and I know, like, in one way, it was realistic and smart that like kids wouldn't really quite get it, but feel like, oh, I don't quite get it, but like our powers are this stuff, so we can stop it, and it made sense from like what kids in that situation who have powers actually would say. But I kind of think they need to be unrealistic and have someone explain, yeah. oh, we were in this thing, therefore we can control this. Like, they didn't say that clearly. So, like, all of a sudden I just see them just, like, shooting something into the sky. And then I still don't know how they got on the Superdome. Yeah. Uh, I
2: guess the cloak. Yeah. Moved them. Yeah, that's but, what I'm guessing. But I thought, like, he couldn't do that. He couldn't transport people? Because if that was the case, why was he doing that the whole, the whole season? Maybe he didn't know how to do it, but, like. The they idea both got like, much better at their power buddy. The yeah, head. you know. So he like, have. even like Connors was like, "Oh yeah, I can't shoot you, but I can shoot her." And I was like, "Cause in my head, I was like, I guess he can't just grab her and be like, we 'We're both gonna leave.'"
1: And <laughs> I was like the same thing, <laughs> but like, you know, and also at the end, I did like when he like sucked Connors into like his dimension or whatever. Yeah, yeah, now crazy. he's in the yeah. dark. Yeah, he's, he's in the like, dark, dark dimension. dimension. I thought That's that was really cool. Crazy. I yeah. like how what they did with all their powers, like well, how they were able to do the Tandy's powers. They did a good job. with Powers work. I thought you did a really good job.
2: This show, I'll tell you what, and you know, Shamari especially, you you were not high on the trailers because you talked about oh, how it was false advertising, or you felt like uh, it it didn't I look like thought a superhero show. It just looked show. like a freeform show. <laughs> and I I thought the the by like see, episode seven, like EJ mentioned, episode six, episode seven, it became it's a superhero super show. Absolutely. It, you know, like all the Marvel references that weren't in there. Yeah, first couple no episodes. episodes I heard him say Tony Stark I was like yeah what? It was Stark Rand Industries Stark <laughs> Industries <laughs> Stark and
0: Rand. what's name? name uh, talking about her friend Misty yeah
2: Misty New York you know you talking about New York where there's powers and stuff I'm like okay you know this is square set in the MCU which wasn't very obvious in the beginning you know besides the Roxxon was the only MCU connected <laughs> so I'm like is this just another is this another MCU or is it connected but clearly it's connected um but I also like the, uh, well, I like the first cloak that Cloak had. I, I like that cloak, the, too. Yeah, I thought I that was, was going to really be ups, his, I was yeah, upset when, <laughs> when he got ripped. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, man, Yeah, now yeah, right, nah, he yeah. has a hoodie. Yeah, now he just
0: has a hoodie. I'm like, all right. Nice nah, he's Luke Hager, yeah, the I'm Luke the Luke Cage, bulletproof yeah. hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that, I, I think he will eventually have another cloak. He'll probably make one similar to, to the one think, that his yeah. brother had. Cause uh yeah I thought the cloak I thought the cloak was pretty good I don't want to say it was great I know you guys are hiring. I thought it was pretty good it still was a little too like colorful for me it had a little bit of the gold beads and stuff because it was a you know a New Orleans you know Army garment type thing, yeah. yeah but uh but I still I still think it was a good look, yeah like when he was doing that thing with like uh, uh Connors in the in the you know scare, trying to scare him and, the thing, and getting that confession when oh, he was like crazy, disappearing yeah. and stuff so like he looked great. You know, he looked like how I think Cloak should probably look. So, that was a positive. Um, You guys mentioned that O'Reilly was a a, a down part. I'll be honest, she actually ruined me as the season went on. I think partly because I feel like... To me, I don't like it. And I kind of, to be honest... See, I think what they did, which was a mistake, was... Whereas in Luke Cage, where Misty in season one of Luke Cage is like much closer to like what's happening in terms of like as a detective like her scent she's not far off of figuring out the crime the whole time or figuring out what's happening she's only a step behind i thought o'reilly was so far away from whatever these two kids were trying to figure out that her story for the first four or five episodes that we reviewed didn't it was irrelevant i think that i liked her more when she became more involved with the story because at least now what she was doing Made sense. She was right. directly involved with Connors. She was directly involved with Tyrone. So I didn't hate her honestly as much in the second half of the season. I actually didn't have as much of an issue. Uh, I thought the 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 boyfriend cop thing was again very telegraphed. They probably could have been a little more nuanced with that. Um, at the end, they think she's he thinks she's dead. That's that's Vlad would say. You know, that's what you get for not getting the confirmed kill. <laughs> As he says on the on the on the hero on the 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 uh, the, the uh, Throne Tales podcast, um, but she turns into Mayhem, who is a different Marvel character who's connected to the uh, story of Cloak and Dagger. She's kind of a vigilante, kind of a, a person who kind of plays by her own rules. What do we make of what we saw in that after credit scene with her?
2: Not not excited. I didn't think it was smart. Yeah. To, I, didn't, I didn't
0: think it was smart to make her the after credit scene to me. Me neither. I mean, I think only Cloak and Dyer stands are going to be like excited for that. Yeah, and I don't nah. think that there are a lot of them. So <laughs> I think that a lot of people just don't know what happened at the end.
1: It's so, like okay, so she's alive, and, and she's, she's like, like she's got powers or something. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. I mean, I was I wasn't crazy about her story in general. I mean, at first I was intrigued, but. You know, and at one point Tyrone was like, she was like, oh, just leave it to me. And Tyrone was like, but what are you even doing? You're not doing nothing. And I was kind of like, yeah, what is she doing? <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, "What? Is, I was like, what is she accomplishing, though? Right. You know, and ultimately it was nothing. Then She's getting beat up and her boyfriend's dead. And I'm not, not to blame her necessarily, but it's just like, you know, like, what is, like, what is she doing? You know? Yeah. So Yeah, I didn't like that. I did like Tyrone's story with his boy, though, that ended up getting killed. That was pretty great. By Connors. Yeah. When he was, like, trying to get in with him and stuff. Yeah.
2: That was pretty sad. Um, yeah, I thought Tyrone's story overall, I thought, was a little bit better than uh, Tandy's. Um, I also do like how I felt like the show, because we talked about, well, the first time we talked about the show, how, like, they kind of they reversed the characters' on with origins and backgrounds a little bit. Yeah, I like that. But it kind of came full circle by the end. It did. That was kind of smart. So now he's homeless, and she's got money from the guy, and she's back with her her mother, and kind of... Now, it's similar to the Runaways. That's a nice touch. Where the Runaways became the Runaways at the end of the season. Right. They kind of did the same thing with Logan Dagger. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting way they did that. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, and Tyrone now is... A fugitive
1: essentially. Very young to be a fugitive. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. It was savage though. They were just like, Oh, he's a cop killer. And then they showed up at his house. I'm like, yo, that's like a nightmare. Well, I the, didn't know what was going on when all of oh, the police pulled up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Daryl Johnson, you're 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 warning for the murder of a cop. Yeah, I'm like, like what the hell? Crazy. And they start shooting and just stuff, yelling, banging from
1: house, doors like, and stuff. Like yeah. he's some kind of like crazy most wanted. Yeah, criminal. but
2: where's the where's the evidence? They still didn't, <laughs> they still didn't present any evidence for why they thought that he killed the guy. That I think also was a misstep. up. I think this again, season again, could have used so like talent. two more episodes, honestly. Yeah, basically, I know that's what they were trying to say, which I'm like. Look, in today's day and age, people yeah, are gonna be no, questioning, like, why why are you going after this guy? Give yeah. me the evidence. Exactly. There are too many savvy people out there to be like, I'm not just gonna listen to some cops saying he killed this person without some explanation. Yeah. yeah, people are way more savvy than they may have been in previous
0: years. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I'm assuming now that, you know, this other guy's gone, Connors, I mean, he's also kind of like Probably it's probably gonna make only Tyrone's situation worse because now it's gonna appear that he's killed two cops. Yes, because I'm sure they'll pin that his disappearance to Tyrone. The guy I was investigating. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I feel like I focused on a lot of the negative. So before we get out, I just want to say a couple of positive things. I mean, again, I I very much enjoyed watching these last four or five episodes that I watched the last two days. Um, again, I think the seven through eight, seven through nine, I thought were his strongest points. Uh again, I can't speak enough to how much I love the Ivan Hess episode. I thought that that was really brilliant. Um I think this I think you talked about the character that they introduced his his old homie who was friends with his brother. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was also a pretty uh he was a pretty good addition. And I think he was a great addition because I think it did kind of speak to kind of, I I think some people maybe I don't know, I have not heard any reacting to him. But I feel like some people probably were like, "Oh, of course." this young man who's like who thinks like it looks like he's uh doing the up and up is still involved in some kind of like shady behavior i would say sadly and kind of how billy uh related not billy um whatever his name was i can't remember his name uh how the guy related that unfortunately that is kind of what happens in a lot of situations where yeah maybe they do have a uh a situation where they have some kind of income coming in, but in order to make ends meet, they do have to do nefarious things. And that's yeah. kind of the way the system has been set up. Um, maybe you could say it's a cliche, but I actually thought it was actually a decent twist um, on the story and the conf- the conflict this guy had to work with someone who killed his friend. So, I enjoyed his thing. You guys had Connor kind kill him. Actually, O'Reilly killed him. Which I also, also... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, which I thought was kind of... I was a little surprised Tyrone didn't take that more out on O'Reilly for that.
1: I mean, he saw Connors, like, set the whole thing up.
2: Yeah, he knew she... He, that's true. Connors told him that yeah. she was going to... That's true. He heard true.
1: Connors say that she was going to come in and cheat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the <laughs> I guess that's the explanation. Yeah. I know I still would have been like, you didn't have to kill him. Right. You know, but whatever. But that's a fair point. He did see how everything played out. He he saw the whole story. Right. Unlike most people when you've these police shootings. Right. Where we just take a little bit of information and, and run with it to our respective sides. Yeah. So uh, so I, I did like his insertion as a character. Um, I liked the uh, the girlfriend character. I thought she was good. Um, I kind of liked she kept sassing the aunt, saying, what the hell are you talking about? Because that's kind of what I felt every time <laughs> the aunt spoke. So she spoke for me, so I enjoyed her. Um there was someone else I wanted to talk about that I also enjoyed. The only thing I didn't quite get was... The Liam character
2: and his reinsertion into the story. Yeah, I gotta admit, I was wrong about Liam. That was the I was only... right about the one dude dying, but I thought Liam was gonna be working for Roxxon. It the, the show was a little tried to be a little more realistic than like the, the typical, oh, you've been scorned. You know, like Khalil. You know, you've been yeah. scorned, so now I'm gonna turn you into a super soldier. That's what <laughs> that happened with Liam. And it didn't. You know, Black Lightning decided to take the more fantastical route. Of, Khalil? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna turn into a super So I'll, I'll take the L on that one. I I
0: kind of wish we would have seen better, on A little. I think so. <laughs> I think the way they used Liam didn't work for me that much at all when they brought him back. Uh, I know he was kind of just a vessel for Tandy to deal with whatever her struggles were. Oh, I did like the twist on Tandy's father being abusive. I felt, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I liked it because I do think it spoke to. Um, I think when we see these heroes and when people die, I think sometimes we we memorial we memorialize them in a way that maybe is unrealistic. And I think uh, for Tandy to kind of see that side and how so much of her her um, her motivation was, you know protecting her father's name which she thought was soiled unfairly to see that and i think it took to a lesson to her that maybe she should have already known that the world and people as in as a whole are way more morally gray and way more gray as a society than we think to just think this is good and this is bad all the time um doesn't make isn't really fair and i think it also brought a lot of clarity to why her mother is how she is I think that maybe was even more why I enjoyed it so much because her mother, I think Tandy held her mother accountable for how she felt that she kind of allowed whatever happened to him to happen to him in terms of what happened at the end. She fell apart mentally, physically. Um, she's, she moved on to what now it sounds like various, many men over the course of those years. But when you kind of understand what she was going through with this man who was very imperfect, it makes more sense. I I I thought that that was a a very good twist, honestly. Um, And I thought again, talk about using powers in a way that's realistic. That was another example to me where they use the powers in a way more. They use metaphor, metaphysical abilities and powers and visuals in a way that was realistic and hit you hard. And I thought that whenever they did that. It always worked, and for, I know it seems like this is a polarizing topic, but I thought that that was great. I enjoyed that.
1: that I happened. thought how they presented that was brilliant, with the movie screen, and yeah. then she cut the screen, and then behind the screen was the real stuff. I thought that was very clever. Um, but just the thing in itself, I was like, oh, okay, so now he's a bad guy, so now she's going to go back to doing drugs, and now she's like, oh, I hate Tyrone, I hate you, stay away from me, and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go, so we got this again. I was like, what are we, episode nine? And like, it felt we're, like we went back to square I was one. like, come on, man. Let's go on. I want to see Cloak and Dad. Progress, you know, yeah. I, was, I was, I got, I don't know. I was kind of done with Tandy's drama. Because it was, because I felt like the first, like, five episodes was just Tandy and her emotional drama. But don't and you
0: I feel just, like that scene redeems her mother in a way that nothing I else could have, that. though? Like, otherwise, you think of her mother as just, like, a loser. I mean, I still felt bad for her. I mean, her but, mother, like... like dumped the other dude who was seen to be good to her and like had the issues with substance abuse you know seemed to not really be uh very you know um supportive stole from tandy like there was nothing redeemable it seemed to me seen seemingly of that character before you see that other than, like, that, that whole episode, I thought she was pretty cool, you know, talking about trying to do this thing for her father that Sam only do every year. And then when you see that moment, you're like, wow. So she's been having all this pain that she's been hiding all, through probably these vices all these years mm-hmm. and hiding what she knew her father was only to protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought that, that for a character that didn't prevent much, present much other than negative energy, I thought that that was something that was very needed. And it sold someone, but it sold someone who was dead, who we're never going to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. At that point, I was just kind of like, I was hoping that this was, it was all kind of being wrapped in a neat bow. And then it's just like, oh, more drama. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't need more drama.
2: You know, I was kind of just done with it. What do you guys think are the odds that we get a Runaways, Cloak and Dagger crossover now? That's happening. Oh, you're I'm not even confirmed? 100% that's happened. 100% confirmed? On EG's Twitter, mar- I just don't want you because on Twitter for the finale, there was a hashtag going Cloak and Dagger cross Runaways, where the cast of both shows were like watching the finale and yeah. were, like, commenting on it and doing stuff. And also, right. Right.
0: they played uh, the season premiere of the Runaways after the season finale of Cloak and Dagger
2: on Freeform Really? Yes, he did. They, show, they played they runaway. played
0: runaways on freeform dope that's pretty wow, cool. that's pretty crazy yeah I kind of wish I would have yeah you know, I would have watched, watched it, it. yeah it yeah, was great. great I mean I could great watch it any time but it would have be been cool to watch it on television yeah like, for the first time like on a regular network yeah a commercial
2: break. yeah and kind of see <laughs> that's how, that's how that's it
0: plays without commercial with commercials because of course we watch it without commercials yeah because we have the Hulu app um so yeah I think that's happening for mm-hmm. sure there's mm-hmm. a, there's there's momentum to it I think that these efforts you see from the the, the the cross promotion from the cast yeah uh it's on purpose on the, the I who I followed Runaways on Hulu on on Instagram and they were posting the they were posting about the Runaways so that's happening I think that's already been confirmed I think the only thing that would have stopped it was if this show wasn't well received and I think
2: it has been yeah I think it's been it's pretty popular from what I can gather
0: yeah
2: and I'm sure it's sure. doing
0: bit better numbers than anything that's on Freeform probably because it's just People like us who
2: just yeah. are gonna watch it no matter what. Now, do we? Unless think, it's terrible. Do you know? we think that it's gonna be on Freeform? Yes, because yeah, I, think I, that, cause I think that because I think that
0: there's money there. Yeah, there's money there in advertising, and I think that because they're already kind of opening that avenue of showing runways on Hulu. Yeah, that they'll on do on it Freeform, through that. Yeah, yeah or rather on Freeform that they'll do it in that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So thank you guys so much for listening in. For those who Stay with us on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for following us on our uh, on this podcast. You can catch all of our podcasts. Um, if they're not on YouTube, we're always on uh, on audio, which is you can hear us on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, you can also catch us. Uh, well, no, those are only podcast places. But in terms of social media, you should follow us on Instagram at our new Instagram handle, at New Generation Podcast. That's plural, podcast with the Nest. Um, follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod Follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram at Action EJ Follow Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram MC Sham 22 That does it for now We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ,
2: peace